Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. I want to rock! Bernie and Sid in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network. says you can't go home. You used to tell me that all the time down in South Florida. I would always say, I'm going back to New York one day, despite the very ugly ending at WFAN. So I'm going home one day. Boy, it sounds weird, the uh, microphone in my ear this morning. I don't know how it sounds to you, Lewis, or out there in Radio Land, but it sounds odd to me. Anyway. Sounds sexy as heck. Man. Oh, well, thank That's you. That's what I think. They said I couldn't go home, Lou, and um, while well, I am home. And uh, we're home. It's a Monday morning, a gorgeous Monday morning, as we start another week here in this great month of June. The number one Nielsen-rated news talk show in New York City. The best talk show in New York City. Nothing's even close. We are Bernie and Sid, and with that said, here he is on this Monday morning, my amazing partner, the great... Bernard McGurk. Good morning, Bernie. What an introduction. Good morning, Sid Rosenberg. Welcome home, by the way, if I haven't <laughs> I haven't already stated that. Uh, yeah, you're home, and uh, you can go home, as they say, but uh, I think there's a larger reason why you played that song, no? There is. Uh, bon Jovi lost. I think he actually, he may have even started the band, Lou Rufino, and you may maybe know more of this than I do, the actual bassist, John, and uh, good luck pronouncing his last name, died at the age of 70 years old. Look, what's the story with this guy? Did he start the I'm, band? And I'm looking at the uh, news item. Alec John Such? Yes. Is that his name? That's his name. Alec John Such. He was 70. 70 years yeah. old. Right? Yeah. I mean, you know, that, Bernie, that, that's what I, I can't believe sometimes. Yep. You know, yep. when, when these guys pass away, you know, Wood a couple years ago, Rolling Stones, we've seen a bunch of guys die over the last year. I'm not talking about guys who killed themselves. I mean guys that actually died 70, 72. These, these, were, yeah. these were young rock and roll stars the, not that long ago. The guy in Depeche Mode was only right. 60. Right. And look at, he's alive, but look at Stevie Van Zandt, for God's yeah. sakes, in his early 70s, and he's walking around with the bandana and the, the wacky clothes, and, uh, but he's in his early 70s. Look at Keith Richards. Guy yeah, never, right. The guy will never die. That's my inspiration right there. Yeah, it really is. That's my boy. That is. So it was a uh, busy weekend. There's so much to get to. A lot of sports today. Just a 
a heart-wrenching, heartbreaking loss for the Rangers. Had a chance to go up 3-0 against the two-time reigning Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning. Jumped out to a 2-0 lead and still lost. We'll get to the details of that. Mets and Yankees both win. And, of course, if it's in France, Nadal is going to win. Wins for the 14th time at the French Open. The closest to him, Beyond Borg, was a great player. He won there. Six times. That is absolute dominance on clay by Nadal. And he wins again in France yesterday. But it was a busy parade weekend here in New York, Bernard, with the Greek Independence Day parade yesterday, which our station here got heavily involved in. And also yesterday in Queens, the 30-year anniversary of the LBGTQ Gay Pride Parade. And if I had to bet money on which one you were at, I'm going to go with the latter. It was the latter. It was Jackson Heights, and uh, and part of it was for convenience because uh, Jackson Heights is closer to Long Island, Long Island, right. and plus I used to live out there. I, I, my wife and I lived, believe it or not, with her parents for our first year of marriage in Jackson Heights. So I was home. I went. So who says you can't go home? I was home there for a while <laughs> yesterday in Jackson Heights, all decked out in my pride colors and. Uh, you know, uh, hurting a little bit. I was there with some of my friends from Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that's okay. You know, you take it for the cause. And, uh, and yeah, all these idiots were out there uh, just screaming and yelling and uh, proud, pride. You and I have talked a bit bef- about it before. No, please. What are you proud of? Right, all exactly. Right? I didn't you're, you're... say that yesterday because I was a coward. But right. uh, <laughs> what the hell are you proud about? Right. I, I mean, you know, I heard two or three people this morning. We don't have to hide anymore. I mean, it's been a long time. And not that there aren't still prejudices out there. Of course there are. There's plenty of folks out there that are still Neanderthals and want to beat you up because you're gay. But the idea that you can't come outside anymore, you can't do what you want to do, especially here in New York City. I'm not sure how they'll treat a gay guy, for example, in Clarksville, Tennessee, or across Wisconsin. But in New York City, in Queens, the idea that you're, you know, you're so enthusiastic and so joyous because you can come out because you're gay... Let's face it, that was a long time ago. It was. And and, and even uh, across the country, it is mainstream. It's accepted. There's, there's, it's not like it was. Uh, and plus, even then, what are you proud of? I mean, okay, you were, you're, you're oppressed, but uh, not necessarily, you're fighting the cause. That's good. But right now, as you point out, there's no cause. There's no nothing. So you were born gay. Great. I was born hetero. Uh, somebody else was born uh, confused. I don't know. But uh, there's yeah. no reason to walk around. You didn't accomplish a damn thing. No, just by virtue no. of being born gay. I think you act, and I think they actually annoy people. I, I say this all the time. Sometimes they run the risk of taking somebody, for example, who's not homophobic, uh, in terms of what happens between blacks and whites. Uh, sometimes they'll take somebody like the BLM uh, nonsense. They'll take somebody who's not a racist and turn them into one. Not making excuses. Trust me. Not making excuses. People should be a lot more tolerant and tougher than that. <laughs> but when you start to shove this stuff in people's faces, they start off becoming a little annoyed. Then they get really annoyed. And then they hate you. That's the bottom line. Uh, that is the bottom line. It, it does happen again. You, you know, you overplay your hand and... Uh... There is backlash to, you know, that type of thing. You, you, you said it, shoving it down your throat. I mean, uh, your throat hurts. You can't breathe. It's like, stop. Stop. Get off me. Leave me alone. Well, there was an example of it this weekend in Major League Baseball. Again, the Yankees are playing so great, and the Mets had that uh, split with the Dodgers this weekend. Probably the NLCS preview, the Mets and Dodgers. But the Tampa Bay Rays 
very good team inside the American League East, took on the Chicago White Sox, played a doubleheader on Saturday, and they held the team's annual Pride Night on Saturday night, recognizing the LGBT community. So when the Tampa Bay Rays have this Pride Night, they ask their players to wear patches. You know, the rainbow flag and all that nonsense. And, uh, well, long story short, a lot of the Rays players said, no, I'm not wearing it, which I think is great because they they should have the, uh, you know, the opportunity to wear it if they want to, just like a mask. If you want to wear it, great. If you don't, this is America, don't wear it. So a lot of Rays players opted out and did not wear the Pride Night logo on Saturday. And that doesn't make them homophobic. It doesn't mean they don't like gay people, which, of course, is going to be the, the initial reaction. What it means is, maybe like you and I, they've had enough. Right, but uh, don't feel like there isn't a pressure on some of the other players who probably say, in their minds, they were like, I really don't want to put this thing on, but they felt pressure to do so because of, well, for obvious reasons. Sure. You want endorsement deals? You're not going to get one if, uh, you know, the, the, they, they used to call them the gay mafia. If the gay mafia is coming down on you for not – you know, not uh, acquiescing to uh, everything that they want. But a lot of the, the – there were five Tampa Bay players, and they, each of the five invoked religion. So they, uh, you know, they had some sort of cover. But if you're just the average Joe who's like, leave me alone, please, uh, you, you are the guy who's going to get screwed. Even the religious guys will probably get screwed in one way, shape, or form because, uh, again, the, the gay mafia is a real thing. That's why you have what you have going on all across the country. It's the same thing with BLM. When the, uh, when the gay mafia speaks, and it was a couple of a scant, a scant a few months ago. Now BLM has fallen out of favor. But uh, Black Lives Matter, well, you know, all the corporations fell into line, donated money. That's how Patrice Cullors uh, financed her yeah. mansions, because of corporations. Same thing with the gay mafia. Uh, same thing with those players. They felt pressure. And a lot of the, a lot of the other ones, I'm I'm sure they thought I don't care. Yeah, put it on. I, I'm right. not, no big right. deal. But other other sports is the same thing. There's, I'm sure there's plenty of athletes in the National Football League that took a knee because of the pressure. And uh, Aaron Judge, who uh, by the way is having one of the most unbelievable seasons, <laughs> this guy right now is far and away the best player in Major League Baseball. Yeah, tell it to Miguel Andujar. <laughs> But the way Judge uh, treated Josh Donaldson, who ironically knocked in the game-winning run for the Yankees yesterday with a sacrifice fly, he also doubled. Uh, you know, there was some pressure there, too, I would imagine, just maybe even for himself from the Yankee organization and folks in and around it. I think a lot of players these days, and we saw Drew Brees do the same thing, and just an unrelenting amount of pressure inside the Saints locker room, and he turned back on what he initially said. So all these guys, you know, they do come across this pressure, and it takes a very special person to say, well, I'm not going to worry about it. This is how I feel. Most, I believe, Bernie, most will eventually cave. Uh, agreed. Agreed a thousand percent. If there's money to be made, you know, why die on this hill? I mean, listen, yeah, put the patch on or, uh, you know, throw Josh Donaldson under the bus. Who cares? I'm not going to sacrifice uh, the, the fortune, the millions that I can make in the future for this particular, you know, except with the exception. And I'll say that and, and I'm not making excuses for them at all. Uh, I'll say that with the exception of Drew Brees, what he did was particularly a cowardly and egregious, but for the rest of them, like, uh, like even uh, even Judge, or maybe Judge should, just should have shut up. I don't know if he, he should have volunteered those comments, but maybe he was under pressure, even to even just to say something. I don't know. 
I really don't know. But nobody else said pretty much said anything on the Yankees. It was just Aaron Aaron Judge. Well, well, he's the best player. He's a superstar. So, so he would be the guy, right? He would be the guy. Uh, by the way, they did make a point of this, though, trying to somehow tie in people showing up with wearing gay pride p- p- patches on the uniform. Saturday's attendance for the Rays and White Sox was about 19.5, which is more than the average attendance, which is just under 17,000. After the Saturday night uh, game on Sunday, less than 11,000, actually 11,000 showed up. So 8,000 people less showed up on Sunday than Saturday. And I guess, I guess they're trying to tie it to a lot of unhappy fans. I don't buy it, but that's what they're trying to do. Interesting. I hadn't heard that. That's uh, that's very, very interesting. Listen, yeah. uh, to your point, just quickly uh, about you know them shoving this stuff down your throat. Uh, these transgenders, the, uh, these trannies. There was a there was a, an event in Dallas, Texas, over the weekend, which I'm going to get into a little bit later. You talk about shoving it down people's throats, down the throats of kids, kids at a uh, strip club with the trannies in thongs dancing in front of the kids, with 10-year-olds putting dollar bills in the thong of transvestites, transgenders. Uh, This is jumping the shark. Uh, This is going to get a lot of attention today. I'm going to give it its its due a little bit later in the show. So uh, stick around, ladies and gentlemen. This this was nasty, skanky uh, transgenders perverting 10-year-olds, and the parents should be arrested. Again, we'll talk about it a little bit later. Another violent weekend here, 17 dead, 69 hurt in another um, weekend of mass shootings. Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, the big one on Saturday, three dead, many, many injured, plenty of violent uh, uh, deals here in uh, in New York. Eric Adams, of course, went to Albany a couple days ago, got nothing done. I I mean, nothing done. And uh, never really makes a big deal about it. Doesn't come back and yell and scream and and call out, as we always say, the people that don't help him. He just kind of comes back and gets right back to work and hangs out with his, you know, his buddies and uh, his convicts and all the guys he's now hired. But um, he tried to get a couple of things done last week, late in the week, and got nothing done. And it's another weekend of violence here in New York and across the country. Yeah, it was brutal. It was uh, particularly brutal once again. In, well, it can't be particularly if it's once again, but that's sort of oxymoronic. Either way, it was. And all, all I saw was uh, Eric Adams uh, rolling around, going to different functions and parks. I, did you see him wearing the earring? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, he, my boy's like, uh, you know, screw it. Uh, you know, I'm here. I'm uh, I'm Eric Adams. Get used to it. The earring, wearing an earring. That was uh, that was got to be a first for. I, I don't think I ever saw Ed Koch wearing an earring. No, no. To be quite honest with you, <laughs> no, not Eddie. No, no. But uh, yeah, more failure out of uh, more failure out of our esteemed. Uh, put put all your eggs in Eric Adams in, in his basket, Eric Adams. It's not happening. It's just not happening. And uh, Kathy Hochul also. That is becoming a complete mess. I mean, first to deal with her husband and the stadium. Of course, he does all the he does the merchandising. He does the concessions, all that stuff. And the Buffalo Bills get this uh, get this new deal. And uh, here's another another example of another corrupt deal here from Kathy Hochul. I mean, Kathy Hochul is just doing everything she can to make sure the Republicans have a really good chance of beating her come November. Oh, absolutely right. No, she is uh, an unmitigated disaster, a complete and total lightweight, of course, unelected pick because she was she was so such an innocuous, uh, you know, retiring, uh, you know, mousy figure picked by the smug thug 
who didn't want anybody overshadowing him as lieutenant governor. She was picked by him. Uh, so, and she continues to uh, to just to prove that because, uh, I mean, we are we are being led in in Washington D.C. and here in New York State and city by dangerous fools. That's who we're being led by, and it, it is it is really troublesome. And that's why this is the year. This is the year when people have woken up. Yeah, and uh, they're going to throw the bums out, as they say. Yeah, I think so. I mean, if, if you don't know the new deal with Kathy Hochul, she's getting her office up in uh, Buffalo redone. She's barely there. She was there a couple of weeks ago because of the Buffalo shooting, obviously. But she's getting her office redone at the price of $2 million. Now, who pays that $2 million? Bernard McGurk, Sid Rosenberg, Mm -hmm. Lou Ruffino. By the way, the person that's actually doing the job, a big-time donor of Kathy Hochul, donated, I think, about $63,000. So once again, just like her husband's Buffalo Bill Stadium deal, Here is a deal, her office getting redone at the expense of the taxpayer, and the guy that's doing it is a big-time donor. I mean, this lady is corrupt with a capital C. You know what? It stinks in here. (laughs) It really has. And it's not Philip's ass. (laughs) No, it's like a low tide in the swamp. It's just just gross and smelly, and uh, you turn over a rock, and you got sleazy little bugs crawling around. That's, that's, That's Albany. And that th- those are our leaders. Albany, in particular, is just always has been, just a, a, as swampy, if not more, yep. more so than Washington D.C. And I can't believe the ball she has to yeah. pull this off. Yeah, yeah. Like she thinks nobody's going to notice and bring I, it up. I mean, I, so now you got Lee Zeldin, who I was spoken to, by the way, in uh, two weeks. Andrew Giuliani, who's actually coming over to my house on Saturday. I swear to God, get out of town. I swear to God, yeah, we'll get out some dinner, and um, uh, if there's a game six, we'll watch the Ranger game. So. I'm getting closer and closer with Andrew. Rob wow. Bast- yeah, yeah. Your guy, Rob Bastarino, who, of course, uh, was the first to talk about these migrants flying into the uh, Westchester Airport. Now, our dear friend Miranda Devine in today's New York Post, she's got a story. Now there's more airports, one that I use all the time, but my mom's house in Monticello, Stewart Airport. There's about three or four airports, all kinds of airlines, and more and more illegal migrants are flying in under the radar. To Astorino's credit, but Miranda Devine really blows that thing wide open in today's New York Post. Good for her. Yeah, this is a, this is a major problem. This is, you know, we're all border states. That's what uh, that's the mantra from the right, and it's true. We are all border states because now you have. I saw, by the way, over the weekend I saw. Ukrainian, I saw Chinese illegals coming in, Chinese coming in through the border. But the point is, we have to we have to educate them, we have to feed them, we have to give them health insurance. This is all coming. Speaking of who's paying for this stuff, it's all coming out of your and my paycheck, for God's sakes. And they're coming here. We don't know who the hell they are. Uh, in, in the cases of a lot of, well, a lot of they're coming from the third world. What? There's no uh, there's no system to to. Uh, you know, a database to check the check out these people. They claim to be, you know, uh, wh- whatever name they give. You can't you can't check on them. There's just it doesn't work. And these systems in third world countries are are crappy anyway. They they're coming from s holes. So none of it's reliable. We're all border states. Congratulations uh, to Miranda Devine for sit, staying on this because this. And now it's you, you know this also affects everyday voters here in New York, and they're reading the, in the New York Post. They're hearing about it, and it's going to influence them again in November. All of these things combine to see, for us to see a big old red wave 
wash over this country come November this uh, November 2022. 1-800-848-WABC. As always, that's the number, 1-800-848-9222. Nice guest list today, as always, on a Monday morning, the editor of the National Review. He's uh, always great. He missed out last Monday because of Memorial Day, and he's been texting me incessantly every time the Rangers play. It's our good buddy Rich Lowry coming up at 740. And then I saw an interesting podcast over the weekend, and it was with Chaz Terry, the great actor, who's now in Gravesend. In fact, we shoot together June 23rd. He shoots tomorrow, too. And he was talking about schools and gun safety. I thought he had some pretty good points. So the great actor, writer, director, very entertaining Chaz Terry will be here coming up this morning at 8.40. Plus, Lydia reports, beat Bernie, a big-time Monday morning show with us. Once again, we are the number one Nielsen-weighted news talk show in New York City, number one in the country. We are Bernie and Sid, and we're back on this Monday morning right after this. Bernie and Sid in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Said Lola, hello, LA Lola. Great song. Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show, heard everywhere on that 77 WABC app simulcast out on Eastern Long Island. News Talk 107.1 FM. Yeah, good old Lou Reed. He's out the house, though. He checked out. He died. Did he not, uh, Lou Rufino? Yeah, I'm waiting for you to tell me you're kidding around. Cause <laughs> it's a kinks, obviously. Yeah, he knows. It's not <laughs> of, Lou course. Reed, of course. Of course. No, Lou, Lou Reed was take a walk on the wild side. Yeah. So you had this, the kinks and the Lou Reed and, uh, you know, all that stuff. That was good in the past. I'm not going to do that here right now. I, I know why you played the song. I'm going to do that a little bit later uh, with, these trans, uh, with these trannies down in Dallas. This is, this is an episode that was caught on tape. It's disgusting. And uh, you you got to see the these people were called out in the parking lot. They were named. They were shamed. Excuse me. And uh, I'm going to get to that a little bit later. And this is uh, talking about shoving stuff down your throat. The transgender stuff happens to be the uh, you know the trendy thing today. And this is going to this is going to really really turn a lot of people off. Not that it shouldn't have turned them off already. You know, trying to groom kids into not only uh, accepting this. Uh, this confusion, this confusing gender uh, disorder, this mental illness called transgenderism, but also uh, trying to get them to be one of them, to 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 slap off, to, to whack off their own genitals, to try to coax them into saying, you know what, you're, you're a little bit of a Tom. You like to throw the ball around, right? They're a little Janie. Uh, you may be a transgender, so you may have to cut your breasts off, and we won't tell your parents. And that's what Biden's pushing in in, in this country. He's actually uh, uh, using school lunch money, and uh, I had Christy Nome. I played the clip uh, on Monday. Christy Nome is leading the fight against this because that he's targeting her state. Her state has one of the laws that says it, that, that schools can't, you know, they can't teach this stuff. And the same thing with Ron DeSantis. Anyway, I'm going to get get into that and at the top of the next hour. But uh, yesterday, just a little bit lighter. I mean, not yesterday. Over the weekend, this was fun. Uh, 
Listen to this. This is cut number 19. Just listen to it first, and uh, I'm going to ask you a question on the other side, Lou. Cut 19, please, Lou. So there you have uh, a wide, a loud chorus of boos similar to when Kathy Hochul went out on the ice in, in front of the Rangers and got <laughs> yeah. resoundingly booed. Uh, Sid, I meant to say, not Lou. Sid, what was that incident right there? Was that was that Dallas? Nope, not Dallas. That was uh, it, it. Was a big city. I'll give you that. All right, that it, was uh, wasn't you, Dallas. I'll give you a clue. Yeah, it's not the not in the United States. Oh, I know where it is. Rio de Janeiro. Rio de Janeiro. Uh, negative, it was London. I don't know. What what, what happened in Rio that I'm missing? <laughs> I don't know. It is, I did, it, for some reason, Brazil came to mind. And, I, and by the way, I should be thinking London every two seconds because every five yes. seconds, my daughter mentions London. Every five seconds. Well, the uh, Platinum Jubilee, finally, it came to an end yesterday for the Queen, 70 years uh, on the throne. And I'm not talking about the bathroom. Uh, she, uh, you know, they, they, she, she made an appearance. She was sick. She's fine. I respect her. But I really can't stand these two. A henpecked Harry and this uh, entitled uh, race-baiting Meghan Markle. Anyway, that was them getting booed. Uh, uh, coming out, I believe it was coming out of church. Oh, that was, you're right. That was Friday. We actually had Rob Shooter before he went on with uh, Rosanna Scotto on Channel 5 sitting in studio when that happened live. That was Friday morning. They did get booed yes. coming out of church. Exactly right. And that was the sound of that. And that was the feel-good event of the whole Platinum Jubilee, <laughs> 70 years. And they, they left. They actually uh, skipped town. They were home before the uh, Jubilee thing was before the Queen made her appearance on the balcony of Buckingham Palace, you know, with the rest of the family. They were already back in L.A. That's how quickly they absconded from London and how much they're hated. So uh, kudos to the British people for rejecting these 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 two little entitled, lazy-ass, uh, parasitical creeps. Uh, do I like them or not, can you tell? Uh, get them out. Hey, listen, uh, one quick thing. I, I, I saw a piece. Uh, your boy Max Rose, yeah. he, he, he he's the guy who was uh, kicked out of office by – by none, none other than the the Greek uh, and half Cuban Nicole Maliotakis, he gave an interview to the New York Post over the weekend, and he's trying to uh, you know he's he's trying to he's trying to work his way back into uh, the good graces of the of his district, and it's not going to happen. He was uh, well, let's see, he was kicked out by her, and he was uh, the headline says Max Rose blasts Hunter Biden. The New York Post got a raw deal. He would support drilling for oil, you know, and then he goes, and this is this is the kicker. This is what he says. I would give my bronze star to whoever beats de Blasio in the congressional wet race. Now, what's wrong with that statement? Listen, real heroes don't go around talking about my bronze star. That was that was some sort of perverted humble brag right there. And uh it's it's typical of this oily little weasel to do something like that. Just never forget though, anybody who who read this piece and says you know what? Maybe Max Rose is not so bad. Never forget this. He marched with Black Lives Matter in front of a police department, in front of a police precinct. Max Rose marched with Black Lives Matter, chanting with posters. Uh, some people were carrying posters saying that all cops are bastards. 
That was Max Rose. At the end of the piece, they say, under these new gerrymander rules, he's toast. He doesn't have a chance. So that's the good the good part of that. But uh, over the weekend as well, uh, just to, uh, to hammer home the point that we were talking about, that, that this is going to be a real big red wave, this former Bernie Sanders supporter, uh, not supporter, press secretary, excuse me, she actually hosts a show on uh, thehill.com, which is a left-leaning organization. She's a former Bernie Sanders press secretary, and she said this. She hosts the show, believe it or not. This is what she said, cut 11. This is what she said over the weekend on thehill.com. Uh, cut 11, please, Lou. Mediaite and Showbuzz Daily ranked some primetime cable shows, and it's looking grim for CNN. Fox News programs, including The Five, Tucker Carlson Tonight, The Special Report with Brett Baer, and Hannity, took the top spots with each show gaining millions of views a night. And other Fox programs followed suit until the 18th ranked program MSNBC's Deadline White House. CNN doesn't appear on the list until the 25th spot with their noon show, Inside Politics, which pulled about 900,000 Unbelievable. Viewers. On top of it, the chart also showed that more viewers tuned in for rerun 1 a.m. episodes <laughs> of Tucker Carlson than they did for Don Lemon tonight at his primetime slot. So, yikes, not looking so good for CNN. I mean, this is, I think, voting really poorly for Democrats in general. I think this is like showing the midterms are going to be a disaster. You believe it? You believe it? I do. I do. The midterms and, of course, the ratings. Nobody wants to see these mutts no. on CNN and MSNBC. And they're watching uh, Fox News, I mean, you know, Tucker Carlson, and absorbing what uh, Tucker is saying. And they actually like Tucker. Uh, they, believe it or not, a lot of people, have con- he's, he's converting people because he's a populist. He's not... Uh, a Republican uh, ideologue. No, you know he'll 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 buck the trend, and he'll say things that uh, anger Republicans, like for example the forty billion dollars to Ukraine, which everybody is for, and he's vociferously against. You know stuff like you and me are against it as well. Yeah. yeah. So anybody, people are listening to that. Yeah, it was funny. I was, I was having a, this uh, argument with a Democrat this weekend, and uh, they said, "Sid, Sid, Sid, stop being so stupid." Okay, great. That's how they talk. You know. I said, well, what do you mean? Fox News is killing them. Oh, Sid, Sid, because CNN and MSNBC and the 90,000 other liberal outlets share, share all the viewers. So they're not beating them. At the end of the day, when you add up all the viewers watching the liberal stuff, they beat Fox News. But Fox News, I know Newsmax is out there, too, is basically on an island. So, yes, they're winning because the Dem networks, the libs, have to divvy it up. I said, okay. No, listen, you, you could spin it that way. Of course you can. But there are, as you point out, there's Newsmax, and there are a couple of other, uh, even... Uh, OAN, I guess. Yeah, uh, OAN, smaller networks. Yes. But, but uh, and, and, and don't discount the uh, online stuff. The Daily Wire, the Daily Caller, all of these online, the post-millennial. What is real clear? Is that basically down the middle or more Republican? Real clear politics. Well, they kind of lean right, but yeah. they're... They try to play it off that they're independent. You yeah. know? They lean right, but what they do is they provide good uh, right-wing audio, video, slash video, whatever it is, uh, and that's what real clear politics is. Gotcha. But but for the most part, yeah, I mean, you add, you throw all those uh, websites in there along with Tucker Carlson. I mean, still, you can't spin. That's no good spin. It doesn't it's, matter to me. Look, I don't care. You can talk to your blue in the face, even if they're winning. The best show on cable is Tucker Carlson. 
Uh, that's the bottom line. I don't care what you're watching, where you're watching. He's the best show on cable. It really is. Uh, he, he's, he's, he's got balls, and he's ahead of the curve, and he's unpredictable in what he's going to talk about every single night. Something, uh, you, you know, you're like, wow. Uh, everybody's leading with the uh, Dallas Massacre, and he's going with this. Uh, on the Bernie and Sid show, listen, we're going to speak to Rich Lowry next hour. Traffic and sports is coming up next. Right now it is time for the 77 WABC Clip of the Day. Who is it, Lou? What's the, who's, who's the clip of the day this year? It, I mean this it is Mr. John Katz. Mr. John uh, Katz. John talks about the state of New York City. You can listen every Sunday morning starting at 8. 8 o'clock. Katz Roundtable. Sunday morning lineup. I like what I hear. Lou Rufino. Take it away. Play the clip. New Yorkers in general are afraid. They're afraid to go on the subways. They're afraid to go on the buses. And they're afraid to walk the streets at night. That's going to come down to uh, crime. And who's going to keep New Yorkers safe? And if people are angry enough, I could see uh, Lee Zeldin winning. We're a long way away from November, but I could see a scenario that it could go either way. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at Info at GoboLaw.com. Gobble Law, where winning is no accident. This is Sid on Sports. Oh Sponsored by Fearless Boilers on 77 WABC. Well, you know why Joe Nolan was so giddy? That's because he's a hateful Devils fan. They never win. And uh, our Rangers look like they're going to be up three games to nothing. In the Eastern Conference Finals against a two-time reigning Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning. Rangers jumped out to a 2-0 lead game three yesterday on the road. Goals by Zabinijad and Kreider. But when it was all said and done, you're not going to sweep the champs. And Palat put the Rangers to sleep with less than a minute to play. Pancos, top angle, left pass save by Shesterkin, a beauty. Hedman, slot, shot, score! Andre Palat! Makes it three to two, Tampa Bay. Andre Palat, forty-one seconds to go. The Lightning score three unanswered goals, beat the Rangers three to two. That series is now two to one. Rangers still in the lead. Game four from Tampa Bay comes your way tomorrow night. Game two NBA Finals, wearing the end gun violence shirts, just nauseating. The Celtics lose in Golden State. They lost big. That series is now 1-1 between the Celtics and the Warriors. The Yankees, another day, another win. Josh Donaldson providing the Walk-off sacrifice fly. Yankees beat the Tigers 5-4. Yanks are 39-15. and They're playing 7-22 baseball. They lead the second-place Blue Jays by 7.5. And, and the Mets had a chance to even up their four-game series against the Dodgers at 2-2 with a win. And J.D. Davis made sure that was the case. That's lined in the left field. And coming on, Taylor reaches down. Can't get it. He boots it away. Alonzo's going to score. J.D. trying for two. The throw by Bellinger. Not in time. And the Mets have the lead back. J.D. Davis with a double to drive in Alonzo. And it's 5-4 New York. And still nobody out. That's your final. Gary Cohen, SNY. Mets improved to 37-19. They lead the Braves by 8 
and a half. Sports brought to you by the great Pete Morgan, Peerless Boilers. Check them out, peerlessboilers.com, paviliontankless.com. They do build America's best boilers. Rich Lowry's coming up at 740 with sports. I'm Sid. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Reach out, touch space. Off of the Violator album, Personal Jesus by Depeche Mode at 645. Going to be a gorgeous Monday morning. Heading right back to the beach. Actually, uh, today is the first time in months where underneath my sport jacket, I'm wearing a t-shirt. A V-neck t-shirt. Guns are out. Sun's out. Guns are out. And you can watch this great radio show on television every day. Not at the same time, unfortunately. But after the radio show, just go to wabcradio.com. TV, WABCRadio.tv. We've got guests in studio, all kinds of cool stuff going on. And again, I'm looking particularly yoked on this Monday morning. Check that out. Also, download the 77 WABC app. You can listen to Bernie and Sid in any city, in any state, quite frankly, in any country. We've got listeners in France, in Israel, in London every day. Check that out, the 77 WABC app. Now, I just had a, a great weekend. I just want to get that out there Friday night. Danielle, myself, and my kids went out to Great Neck, Long Island. Bernie went over to see Danielle's partner in uh, the law firm. He's a terrific guy, Abraham Hamra, his lovely wife, Rachel, their four children. They made a traditional Shabbos dinner on Friday night, and it was a great time. Uh, Got a chance to watch the Rangers. They won. And, yeah, it was really nice, Bernie. He's He's a terrific guy and couldn't find a better partner for Danielle than Avi. So that was Friday. Saturday, uh, Ava slept in the city. So it was just me, Danielle, and Gabe at the chef's table for dinner. And then yesterday, they ascended upon us. And you're saying, Sid, what does that mean? Well, today, Bernard, I know you had this with your beautiful daughter. Today is Senior Skip Day. You know what that is? No. I guess, uh, you know, my daughter's had like 40 absences this year. <laughs> She's a senior on her way to UK right. going to college, so she doesn't care. But I think today And by is- the way, she can afford it because she's that much smarter than the rest of the dopes. Well, thank you. That she thank goes you. to school with. And plus she gets great grades. So, But today is like the official day where like every senior skips. So um, my house has now become Ava's friend's house. Because in all fairness to Ava and Gabriel, we spent the last six years living in small apartments in New York City. A very small apartment. Hanover Square by Wall Street for two years and the last four years. A bigger apartment on uh, Upper West Side, but still very, very small compared to the big house we live in now. So now every opportunity, my daughter and my son bring over friends. So last night we went to our good buddy John and Joe's restaurant, La Sorrentina. That's Joe Esposito's favorite place. And uh, I look down the table, I go, how is there seven people again at dinner tonight? How is that possible? And then I woke up this morning to four girls about Ava's age sleeping all over the basement floor. And as it turns out... The, the whole school, Bernie, Ava's whole school, and she goes uh, to a school in Chelsea. 
here in the city. They're all making their way today on Senior Skip Day to Rockaway Beach. So odds are a bunch of folks that are going to be on the beach by my house and at my house where Ava's having a party later in the day (laughs) will be on the ferry with me going back to Rockaway at 11.15 this morning. And I said to Ava, I said, I will start throwing them off the boat one by one. (laughs) And and they're going to be all talking and it's going to get back to Ava. This uh, really, really muscled-up dude started freaking out. This old, muscled-up, you know, uh, Latino guy, I guess, a black guy, because you're so you're so, you're so dark these days. Yeah. He start, he's he's just going off the rails, yep. and uh, there were no police to, to hold him back. And it's going to get back to Ava. She's going to be like, wow, that's my dad. <laughs> well, according to Ava, a couple of her friends, a guy specifically, have met me before. And uh, she said they're scared of you. Like, you, remind, you remind them of The Rock. And I go, just tell them what mommy says. I'm the pebble. I'm not The Rock. But, uh, long, <laughs> but this, you know, these, these are the days, right? You, you get a house. You're living by the beach. The weather is gorgeous. Your kid's about to go to college. You have the parties, you know, the oh, prom. I see, I see a beautiful red prom dress hanging uh, in Ava's closet. These are the times, Bernie, right? This is Bro, it. You're not kidding. This is it. Uh, all the future holes. The kids are so so happy, so ecstatic. Uh, I mean, it's just it's and, and you're living on the beach there. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't get any better. I mean, life is great, life is wonderful. There's nothing to gripe about, and everybody has their health. I mean, which is so important. I can I can attest to that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, kudos to you. Congratulations. Enjoy it. Savor it. <laughs> it is terrific. Uh, it's beautiful to see your daughter enjoy all this stuff as well. I mean, you're only as happy as your unhappiest child. And if she's that happy, that you, you must be as well. Or there's something wrong with you. No, no, you're right. It was, it was a beautiful weekend. Ava is happy. Her friends are there as we speak. And as I said, about 30 more will be at the house at some point later on today. And then tomorrow morning, my driver, the great Freddie, who drives me to work every morning at 4.15. He's going to take me to work like he does every day, go back to the city, excuse me, go back to Queens, pick up Ava and her friends at my house, and then come back into the city because tomorrow is the senior trip, and they go to the Poconos. So it's um, for Ava, this is the time of her life, man, the time of her life. Absolutely. And then, uh, of course, the the whole college experience is ahead of her. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's so exciting. And I know you get uh, a little depressed over the fact that she's going to be away. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that's par for the course. Long, again, as long as she's happy, you got to be ecstatic your damn self. And uh, and I could, I'm happy. I, I, look, if you're happy, I'm happy as well. So, because you're my pal. You're <laughs> my good you. buddy and good good partner and, and all those things. So I'm ecstatic myself right now hearing this and, stuff. And by the way, if you don't know Bernie, and, and you know Bernie from the radio, he's so sincere when he says something like that, Sydney, if you're happy, I'm happy. He's really sincere. That's the type of person, friend, father, husband, a co-worker, employee. That's the type of person Bernie is. He, he is completely 1,000% sincere when he says that. And my family loves him. My kids love him. So, and, and, the, and, and same thing with me and his family. So it's, um, it's a good time. I'm enjoying this summer. It's been a long time. You had all that COVID the last couple of years. That was nonsense living in the city, still making it difficult, masks in a lot of places, overwhelming humidity on a Saturday and a Sunday morning when I wake up, that's gone now. So this is, for me, this is just for me, and I don't want to piss people off and maybe having a tough time out there, but for me, this has been the best first month of the summer, as long as I can remember. I mean, I can't even remember being this nice. 
Yeah, look at that. I mean, uh, again, and, you know, and, and I remember, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm not experiencing it, it right now, but uh, the daylight, you coming to work, and it's 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 like bright. It's like noon, for God's yeah, sakes. Yeah. I remember driving over the 59th Street Bridge a year ago this time and looking at the skyline, you know, at uh, 5 o'clock in the morning, and it's bright. And uh, so that that colors your uh, your thinking as well. The daylight really does. It makes you happy. No That's doubt. That's why they say that the short days make people depressed. It's true. Well, the opposite is true as well. It's No, there's no question. Short days, lousy weather. That's why they send people who are depressed to states like Florida States like Arizona, even last night, you know, I was uh, after dinner, we got back and I was getting tired. I knew Monday morning was a new week of work. I don't have that anxiety and depression anymore like I did with Imus. I can't wait to come to work now, but I get tired and I'm up very early in the morning at 3.30. So by 8.30 last night, I was starting to get a little, you know, my eyes are starting to close on me and it was bright out. It was like bright sunshine, 8.30 last night. And we're still about two weeks away from the longest day of the year, right? Uh, exactly. June, uh, what is it, 20, 21st, either one of the two. Like Friday night, for example, you you, you, you traveled out to Great Neck. I yeah. mean, Friday night, you know, back in the day, if I had to do something like that, I'd have to I'd have to have an illicit substance to, to keep me up. <laughs> no, we didn't drive, though. We had uh, Freddie, my driver, who drives me to work every morning, drove us. Anytime there's a possibility, especially the weekend that Danielle may have a tequila or two, before uh we get the driver to take us out smart so, yeah very yeah. smart yeah. but still i mean just you, you yourself trying to stay awake you're up at 3 30 in the morning and now you're at shabbos uh you know probably <laughs> 7 30 yeah. 8 30 yep. over you know in long island which is north long island compared to you you have to traverse uh the whole island you have to go north you have to go east yep. blah, blah blah it's just it's just a long day so uh, kudos to you for being able to pull it off i me Again, it would be like uh, I got. I need something. <laughs> I, mean, I probably or, or, or need I something. don't go. Or right. I don't go. Right now, yeah, yeah. Listen, I hear you. And I, I did get tired about midway through the second period of the Ranger game that night. But again, there were such terrific hosts, and it was nice for my family to experience stuff like that. I mean, I spent thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on my two children to go to the JCC down in Boca, and uh, the the Shabbos dinner. Thank God, her partner at the firm. He's not all that religious. You know, you can spend hours doing all the prayers. He does like three or four prayers. And I said to Gabe and Ava, I said, go do it. Go do the Bari Priyak Upen for the wine. Do the Hamoti for the bread. They looked at me like I had four eyes. I go, what the hell did I spend $100,000 on on the JCC for? You can't even do one damn prayer. Well, I think uh, if if you had been doing it at home, they would be able to do it and and probably do it enthusiastically at somebody else's home. But... uh, you send them to a school. I mean, it doesn't have the same effect. You know, it's a, you know, parents have a lot of influence. It's true. That includes it's yourself. True. No, it's true. And they haven't done any of that in a long time. They've been in the public school system, private school system here in New York, where, where quite frankly, if you don't go to Yeshiva, they don't really like Jews anyway. So. Uh, <laughs> Let's be honest. So, well, <laughs> and, and listen, maybe they, uh, maybe they're a, a Jews for Jesus. Yeah, well, that, you, you know? have those. Some, sure. some yeah. secretive. Uh, <laughs> A thing they have going on that they're not telling their parents about. Maybe they were brainwashed in school. Uh, listen, as long as my kids are happy, I don't even care at this point. And, uh, you know, the world has been turned upside down. I'm watching Steve Kerr do his press conference last night. His Golden State Warriors beat the Boston Celtics, evened up the NBA series at one game apiece. And he's sitting there wearing an end gun violence shirt. And you go, listen, ah. Sid, what's wrong with that? I don't get it. 
And you're right. On the surface, there's nothing wrong with that. We all want to end gun violence. We all want to see less shootings, another very violent weekend across the United States. So on the surface, there's nothing wrong with that. But again, for the billionth, billionth time, I want to watch the Warriors and Celtics play basketball. I'm not interested in the head coach giving me any message, even if I agree. And it's political. It is. Everybody wants to end gun violence, but... It, it encompasses a lot more than just make, making a statement like that. And on top of that, too, you're right. It's all political. Don't don't give me the nonsense that Steve Kerr's father was, which he was. He was. It's not nonsense. He was gunned down. He was assassinated in a different country. So his father died by a gun. But it wouldn't matter. Steve Kerr is no. such a political animal. He's so hateful in so many spots. It wouldn't matter. That father thing is totally irrelevant. The There's so many other aspects to what's going on in this country. A mental health, hardening the schools, stuff like that. Uh, so, you know, again, to say end gun violence, in other words, if they don't pass any of this particular legislation, uh, they're losers. And by the way, it, he's implying, again, that he's morally superior. I care. I'm wearing a T-shirt. I you're agree. not. You're, 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 you don't care about the dead kids. So there's all kinds of little things that, that go along with wearing a T-shirt like that. That would be annoying to somebody like you and I. Agreed. And uh, we don't want to see it. Don't want to see it. So he's a tremendous coach. He's got his team back in the NBA Finals for the sixth time in eight years or probably win it for the fourth time. He is a he's a legitimate big-time Hall of Famer. A great, great coach at this point, but a jerk-off with a capital J. 1-800-848-WABC. You're not going to get down on the fan. 1-800-848-9222. One hour in the book. Still to come, Rich Lowry, the very, very talented actor, Chaz Terry, and more opinions from Bernie and Sid. Hour number two, right around the corner. We're doing it live! Hey, Bill O'Reilly here, and you are listening to Bernie and Sid. God help you. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. USA Plucked her eyebrows on the way Shaved her legs and then he was a she She says, hey, hey babe, babe take, take a walk, walk on the wild, wild side. side Said, hey honey Take a walk on the wild side I think I'll pass Back here on the Bernie and Sid show Heard everywhere <laughs> on that 77 WABCF Simulcast out in eastern Long Island News Talk 107.1 FM I'm going to get to that in a little bit, folks. This is going to make you sick. You're going to see it today, believe me. And it's just gross what uh, they're trying to shove, not only down your throats, but the kids' throats. And they went way too far in this particular incident. That is coming up. On the good news, uh, Top Gun Maverick uh, came out. Not came out. came out last weekend. But uh, it's number one at the box office again. Two weeks in a row, I think they pulled in like $86 bucks. It's the largest uh, largest uh, 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 movie revenue wise for Tom Hanks, excuse me, Tom Cruise in his career, in his career. It's and again, uh, unapologetically pro America, non woke, just a good solid. Uh, it celebrates the military. It's just a fun movie. And uh, anyway, good for Tom Cruise. I don't know if anybody remembers, but last week I played a video 
that went viral of uh, Tom Cruise confronting a 60 Minutes reporter down in Australia. Well, now there's another video that's gone viral, and you may remember this. When Brooke Shields had her baby, she experienced postpartum depression, and she started taking antidepressants. And so Tom Cruise uh, just came out. He, I think he was on, like, uh, Ellen or something like that. And he talked about how uh, what she did was a huge mistake, and she should have done it another way. He started to criticize her, and he caught a lot of flack. So he goes on the Today Show with uh, Matt Lauer, and they, the two of them get into it, and that has gone viral. I have some time a little bit later in the show. I will play it. But uh, it was very yeah. – he slapped Matt Lauer. Remember this? He slapped I, I Matt do, Lauer around. I do. But I also remember Brooke Shields. A lot of women get that. A lot. She had a particularly bad. She, she actually talked about having this compulsion to throw the child up against the wall time and time again. So right. it was uh, hers was particularly bad and very, very public. Yeah, indeed. And, and he was vocal. He's, uh, he's a little off the hook, but he's got balls. And uh, I like Tom Cruise at this point. Also, uh, over the weekend, uh, you saw two days in a row the headline on, in the New York Post, maybe, of the Man of Steel or, and Sir Isaac Luton. <laughs> yeah. uh, this dude arrested 46 times for shoplifting just this year, and they let him out. You tell me there's not something wrong with the system. They let him out 46 times. Uh, for, again, he's got a record uh, 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 aside from shoplifting. I mean, all kinds of... Uh, felonies and, and, and transgressions. But this year alone, they wouldn't keep him in jail because of the no-bail laws, the no-jail laws, and uh, that was gross. Well, one so, of the things that Eric Adams actually went to Albany to fight for was to give the judges some discretion. In other words, if they, if they decide, hey, listen, this guy, after 40 arrests, you know, John always talks about three strikes, after 20 arrests, he's going to have to go away. And uh, Eric Adams was not able to get it done. And again, unless I miss something, because I don't pay a lot of attention over the weekend, I don't remember Eric Adams coming back and yelling and screaming, making a big deal about it. I remember him putting on a new suit and going out and enjoying the weekend. But that was one of the things specifically he wanted to get done was to make sure judges had discretion. And again, he got nothing done up nope. there and said nothing on his way back. Nor did uh, Kathy Hochul, this uh, bucktooth incompetent loser up there in Albany, this corrupt loser. Uh, she didn't get anything done. But the point, I guess is that uh, Eric Adams goes around talking about gun violence. This had nothing to do with gun violence, folks. And this is what's eroding your quality of life in Manhattan, is people like this getting away with it. I mean, he's just one. He did it 46 times, and that's the only reason why he's, he's in the paper. People are doing it all the time, and it's just ruining, ruining New York because of uh, Carl Heasty, Andrea Stewart-Cousins, the media, Eric Adams, who's too cowardly to call them out. Uh, by the way, Eric Adams over the weekend, he was uh, very, very annoyed at the media. And once again, just like he did a couple of months ago, he played the race card. Uh, listen to Eric Adams playing the race card over criticism uh, from the media over the weekend. Cut 15, Lou, Eric Adams. Downstream reaction is a profitable reaction, and people have been making so much money off of us. Now I come along, I am not fighting against policies, I'm fighting against their profit. And what I'm saying and doing is hurting the bottom line of those systems that have eaten off of us for years. What? So that's why you see all those negative stories in the paper about me. That's why you hear the constant 
why Eric should not have been mayor. And so when you have all those folks that are running around that look like us and buy into that philosophy, I look, need for you to say in a very like godly way, Negro, you're not going to help him leave him alone and let him do his job. Jeez. You're not going to stand with him? Then you need to move out of the way because other folks have had it for so long and did nothing with it. So now he's here. He's doing the job. You need to go get out of his way and doing let him job. accomplish this task that God put him in a place to do. Don't you believe this? I mean, this guy's, uh, he's a metal maniac. He's a psycho. Shut up. Turn up. He's a psycho. He, not only a psycho, but a, a talk about a race baiter. I mean, the criticism, the criticism is, Eric, that the crime has risen. Crime has risen here under your tenure way over what the level was with uh, Bill de Blasio. That's the criticism. It has nothing to do with that, you that, being that's black. That's not just a criticism. That's a fact. A, a fact, yeah. And, and uh, Thank you. And, and he's claiming the criticism of him is because he's black, not because of sure. that particular fact. Well, well we, we didn't criticize uh, Bill de Blasio, calling him the worst mayor ever. Man. I mean, we, we beat the living daylights out of de Blasio, and deservedly so for you, a long time. You just nailed it. That, that is the perfect the retort, just exactly what he's trying to assert. That oh, The only reason they're going after him is not because he's failing, but because he's black. I can't believe I heard those words <laughs> out of this guy that we had so much hope for. No, no, you know, you don't say we. I don't speak French. From the day one, I told you this guy was a louse. Yeah, From day one. Never I'll liked him. That. Give you that. I'll give you that. Now, I his... liked him when he was a Brooklyn Borough president two years ago. But when he started this race, really the day that Dove Hyken came on and told us he was hanging out years ago with Farrakhan, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But throughout that whole campaign, the whole race, his primary, well, his win over Sliwa, I knew the guy was no good. Well, let's just say uh, the collective we, aside from you, Everybody, you know, former cop, he's going to get it done. He's, he says all the right things. Lousy cop. Yeah, he had about like nine arrests in, in, in his 25 years. I think seven to be exact. But yeah. And then, his, his, listen, listen, his new guns are, uh, I mean, we're being inundated with, uh, I, I don't know, people who are borderline racist. Remember the guns are? He's got the borderline. He's, the guns are is a huge racist. Well, listen to this. He's, he's not only corrupt, he's got uh, financial issues. With his man up uh, program, also uh, of, of felony charges against the manslaughter, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> Listen to what he said, Andre Mitchell. This new guns are what he said over the weekend. Cut sixteen, please, Lou. Difference between a white racist assassin in Buffalo and a black racist. Let me back that up because I think we can't even be racist. Wow. A black miseducated, misguided missile with a pistol in his hand. Wow. So, so blacks can't be racist. My son hears that all the time at his school, just so you know. So you, yeah. can, you, you can hate on uh, white people and, and Asians. Right. Blacks can beat the crap out of Asians in the streets. And they're not racist. Oh, Jews, too. Please don't and leave Jews. the Jews oh, out. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Excuse me. You're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah. Blacks can hate on whites, and they can beat the crap out of Jews and Asians in the street, yeah. and it's not racist. Oh, really, Andre? No, because they've got the built-in excuse, because hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago, they went through what they went through. It would be like me going to Munich today, or Frankfurt today, or Berlin today, and just shooting 50 people. And when they arrest me, I go, hey, they had it coming. World War II. Look what they did to my people. It's the same thing. Well, you It's know, the same thing. Let, let me educate Andre. Uh, slavery exists today in Africa, black-on-black -black slavery today. And also you had uh, the slave trade was, was run not – I mean, it was run but with the help – of blacks in Africa. It was uh, also the Arabs, 
uh, had a big they they ran the slave trade more than any white they started the slave trade arabs uh so it's not just a, a white on black phenomenon whites have been slaves for many many years in different cultures going back to going back to uh ancient greece whites have so uh, slavery so forget that excuse that is a stupid dumb either way it's that is flat out racist in itself what he said that blacks uh, shoving an Asian in front of a subway train is not a, an act of uh, it's not a hate crime. It's not an act of racism. Yeah. Now listen. Also, over the weekend, something really disgusting happened. You and I interviewed this guy. His name is Peter Navarro. He was a very, very effective uh, aide to President Trump, high-level aide, very, very smart guy, and uh, he was he's the subject. He, he, he you know, the, Jan- the so-called January Sixth Commission has him in their uh, in their bullseye, and they subpoenaed him, and he's like, no, I'm not going. So they they put out a warrant for his arrest, and he was sitting on a plane, and they dragged him off the plane in freaking leg irons, leg irons. All they had to do was call this guy and say, listen, man, we we're, we're, you're, you're, we have a warrant, and we're, going to, we're looking to arrest you. He would have went to them. Either way, uh, leg irons, threw him in jail overnight, this is Peter Navarro after that incident, cut 14. Instead of coming to my door where I live, which, by the way, is right next to the FBI, instead of calling me and say, hey, we need you down at court, we've got a warrant for you, I would have gladly come. What did they do? They intercepted me getting on the plane, and then they put me in handcuffs, they bring me here, they put me in leg irons, they stick me in a cell. By the way, just historical note, I was in John Hinckley's cell. They seem to think that that was like an important historical note. Okay? That's punitive. That, that What they did to me today violated the Constitution. That is banana republic stuff, going after your political opponents like that. I mean, again, they did the same thing to uh, Roger Stone and other people. Uh, also, what was his name? Uh, the other guy with the, the money guy. He's still in jail. Either way, Paul Manafort. Paul Manafort. Yeah. I mean, all you had to do. These guys are not. They're not fugitives. From, they're not going to be running away anywhere. Uh, so, but they put them in leg irons. It took them off a plane. All kinds of dramatic BS. Yeah. So that's yeah. And they did the same thing also to a, a legitimate hero in Michael Flynn. Now he's he's out well, now, obviously. Yeah. And yeah. but he exactly right. He's charged with uh, lying to the FBI. His life was ruined. And the other guy, Sussman, same thing. No problem whatsoever. He's the the heavily uh, Democrat D.C. jury acquits him, and he knew that was going to happen. And anyway, so uh, the two systems of uh, two uh, unequal system of justice. We're in a bad spot. November twenty two can't come fast enough. Uh, Steve Scalise, by the way, was on yesterday with uh, John Roberts on Fox News Sunday. They asked him. Uh, John Roberts says, "Hey, the United States has five times more gun deaths than any any other country." And as I said to uh, Joe Tacopina on Friday, yeah, the reason for that is because uh, it's it's per capita. We have over 300 million people. There's no other country. Well, there are countries, but uh, most countries don't come close to having 300 million. You have to do the math on that. I don't have time to play the clip, but also uh, one of these uh, Congress people, this guy named uh, Cicilline from uh, Rhode Island, play that clip. Cicilline from Rhode Island sitting there on the House floor. Uh, Please play it, Lou. I don't think there is a single incident, and and maybe there's one, but I've not found one, of an assailant using an assault weapon that was stopped by a person with a gun. Uh, So this is a 
just maybe there's one of the thousands and thousands and thousands of shootings. Yeah, there's not only one. There was one just last week. I told you about in West Virginia. The dude shows up with his AR-15 and a woman with a gun. After he fired off a couple of shots at a graduation party, a woman with a gun took took him out. And it turns out that uh, these incidents, when somebody brandishes a firearm to stop a, to stop a crime from happening or a killing or whatever, it ends non-lethally. In other words, the person with the gun that's menacing people put their gun down and stop what they're doing, and it doesn't make any stat. You never see it. You 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 don't you, you don't recognize it. You don't know it. Uh, so you got to keep that in mind as well. Uh, regarding the uh, transgender thing, this happened in Dallas, Texas. It was called the Drag Your Kid to Pride. And so it was on a Saturday. A bunch of parents did. I mean, this was circulated in public schools. And a bunch of parents took their kids to a strip club. And there were signs all over the place. One of the signs that the parents took their kids to the strip club, uh, one of the signs says, it's not going to lick itself. And then they were uh, they were, they were were escorted <laughs> around. I swear to God. Escorted around by uh, uh, by trannies, transgenders, transvestites, in thongs. They were dancing. They were doing splits. And one of the I don't know if this sound is any edifying. Cut number four. Play that low. Give me a pose. Now, okay, that's good. I'm sick of yeah. it. Sorry. Take it off, Lou. So uh, that's them. Uh, they're talking to 10-year-olds. They're talking to toddlers, 9, 10, 11, 12-year-olds in a strip club, in a strip club. And somebody uh, found out about it. The man, well, I guess somebody whose kid went to public school saw the flyer uh, inviting kids to this event. And he went after one of these uh, transvestite perverts in the parking lot. Cut number three. This is great. Take a listen to this. Little children. Do you like dancing for little children? You don't think that's disgusting? Dancing around for little children? Don't you think that's disgusting? You don't think that's disgusting? Hey, well, you can't just touch me. You don't think that's disgusting? You don't think that's disgusting? You don't think that's disgusting? Dancing for little children. You should be ashamed of yourself dancing for little children. You guys dance at little children. You should be ashamed of yourselves. You're disgusting. Think Absolutely. About what you just did. Okay, that's fine, but you dance naked in front of little children. Yeah. Your, your mom's a whore. Good, good comeback. You dance in front of little children. All right, so you have that, and he, he actually called out the, the police for allowing it, this guy, and he called out parents. These parents should be arrested for child abuse who took their kids to this event. Cut number two. I, uh, listen to this. Cut number two. You should be ashamed of yourself. That's Your little kid out of a gay bar. You should be ashamed. You should be. You should be ashamed of yourself. You watch You should be ashamed of yourself and your little children. You're ashamed of yourself. You guys are letting little kids. You guys should be ashamed of yourself. That's good. That's good. So listen, that's what we have to. You have to shame these people. Shame them. There's nothing wrong with shame. What they did was nothing less than shameful and criminal. Uh, this was absolutely disgusting. What did you, you see? The, we posted all these videos on our social media sites. These kids in a strip club with transvestites who are in thongs doing splits, and on the wall you see, "I'm not gonna. It's not gonna lick itself." <sighs> you see signs like that. This, this tra- these these are groomers 
uh, that, that some, some, some of these people probably teach in the public schools and, and impose this agenda on kids there. Thank God for Ron DeSantis down in Florida with the Parental Rights Act. But uh, there you have it. I think they went one toke over the line here, and this is going to expose them and really piss off parents around the country. The red wave coming this November, uh, ladies and gentlemen. The red wave is coming on the Bernie and Sid Show. Rich Lowry is coming as well. 1-800-848-922 is the number. Bernie and Sid, we're coming right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Bill O'Reilly here, and I'm warming up. Stand by for the O'Reilly Update Morning Edition. On this Monday, we are watching San Francisco District Attorney Chesa Bodine get recalled this week. And I think the citizens of San Francisco, the nation's most liberal city will boot this man out of office because D.A. Bodine does not enforce the law and San Francisco is a disaster. But listen to this. The wife of Netflix CEO Reed Hastings is donating more than $100,000 to save Bodine. Why? Does she not have eyes? Can she not see the devastation that Bodine has wreaked on the city of San Francisco? I mean, its tourism is down about 80%. That's the lifeblood of San Francisco. People won't go there. I was in California last week. I didn't go to San Francisco except for a Met Giant game. I stayed in Marin County north of the city, which is under control. I wouldn't stay in San Francisco. Why would I subject my children to seeing what's going on right before their eyes on the streets? I'm not going to do that. And it's all because of liberal governance, and the worst guy is the DA, Bodine. Yet this woman wants to keep him in office? It's just incomprehensible. San Francisco is a disaster. That is the morning O'Reilly update. More analysis later on. Bernard McGurk. Unacceptable is throwing your beer can on the subway tracks. <laughs> Sid Rosenberg. I don't believe it's a three-man race. Bernie and Sid in the morning. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.
the great Rob Thomas, Matchbox 20, someday, 729, your sunny Monday morning. Lee Zeldin on Fox News right now with Brian Kilmeade, gubernatorial hopeful on the right side, talking about the impact of Donald Trump's endorsement in the New York governor race. And I've been endorsing Lee Zeldin since day one, and I'm still there, but by a pubic hair. And uh, when Andrew Giuliani comes over on Saturday, <laughs> Forget about it. that may be it. So. All he has to do is bring over a decent wiggle <laughs> And uh, he's got your vote. He's got your endorsement. Yeah, well, listen, you know, he, he texts me during the Ranger games. He, he's texted me with other stuff along the way, political stuff. He's certainly enthusiastic when he comes on. He's a big fan of you and I. And, again, that means nothing uh, when you talk about the safety of New Yorkers and the, and the state. But if I hear one more time he's got no experience, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. First of all, Donald Trump had no experience. He turned out to be great. And, secondly, when you grow up in Rudy Giuliani's house, you've got experience just by accident. He's been there for, 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 for whether it's been uh, Rudy's uh, mayor run or what he did with Donald Trump the last couple of years. So I often think experience, uh, they, they make way too much of it. It's not like rookies don't go out there and have big years in well, sports. Well, listen, they, they're definitely going to use that against him. Donald Trump had experience building buildings. That is huge. Running businesses, uh, that's a big a big difference. Than, and, and listen, I love Andrew Giuliani. There's nothing... And I love I love Rudy more than life itself. Almost, I mean, I think he's a courageous patriot. Uh, but it is a legitimate criticism, and they're going to use it again. And people are just going to think they like, yeah. is this kid really ready? But but he's when ready. they when they hear him, when they hear him, just like you and I have, yep, they're going to change their minds. Yeah, and they still may not vote for him. You know, Lee Zeldin is a guy that you know, again, war hero. Uh, he was live this morning from Shirley, Long Island. I love that. We actually call him the Pride of Shirley. He's got the experience. He's got all that stuff, and he's a terrific candidate. There's no question about it. But we'll see. That is uh, coming your way in a couple of weeks. The month of June, as you pointed out last week. Now, for me personally, Bernard, it's got its ups and downs. Uh, June 25th, for example, this month, me and Danielle will celebrate our 30th wedding anniversary. 30 years. Nice. June 25th. The weekend before that, the Sunday, June 19th, Father's Day. My 18th Father's Day. And you've had what, about 25 now, 26? Uh, he's 27, 28. Yeah, wow. Wow. Yeah. He's that old already? That's right. <laughs> Oh That's right. It, 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 old and married. Uh, and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, uh, looking yeah. for a house, for God's sake. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yep. And well, this week uh, is a very tough week for us. Thursday is my dad's birthday. And of course, uh, he's gone now. It'll be three years in July, but it still feels like yesterday. And today is Nana's birthday. And uh, you, you remember Nana very uh, yeah, well, Bernie. Course. And yeah, sure. my, wife, uh, my wife's mother was killed. Danielle, when she was eight years old in a car accident, she did spend time with her father, Peter, in North Carolina, but really was raised for the most part by her grandparents, Florence and Marty. Marty died a long time ago, but Nana uh, stayed around till she was 97 years old. We lost her seven years ago. She'd be 104 years old today, and uh, we sing happy birthday every year to Nana, even though she's gone, but I must tell you, and you know this better than anybody because you're the, of of everybody I've ever met, no bigger history buff than you. Not only would today have been Nana's 104th birthday, she was actually 26 when we invaded the shores of Normandy. How about oh, that? Oh, wow. Yes, 78 years ago today, we invaded the shores of Normandy, D-Day, and she was already 26. But certainly from a historical reference, today is a huge day in this country's history. Uh, it is huge. June 6, 78. And uh, I I don't know how many uh, actual uh, you know people who soldiers who stormed the beaches uh, that on that day are still alive. I mean they 
I think it was many. down to four, five, six last year. Yeah. I wonder what the number is now, but uh, a bet on me. I did know it was uh, June 6th D-Day, but I did not mention it. Uh, so kudos to you for bringing it up. We should always mention D-Day. I mean, it was the beginning of the end for uh, for Defura. Yep. That and, was it. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, you know, I mean, the Russians were coming from the other side. Let's make no mistake about that. But uh, we they needed us to, to land where we landed because otherwise they would not have uh, single-handedly taken uh, taken the, the Fuhrer down. It, they needed us in a big way. And uh, keep in mind this, we were supplying them with all of their trucks, tanks, food, every, God, every damn thing you can think of. Without us, uh, they couldn't possibly have mounted uh, that offense that they did. So it was really pretty much all the United States uh, taking down uh, Hitler. So can, uh, congratulations to our brave men back then. Happy D-Day, 78 years later, and a happy birthday to Nana. I did get a text here from Jack Manzo. Tomorrow is actually primary day in New Jersey, and uh, he's got a buddy, Frank Pilata. He's, um Frank is taking on Josh Godheimer. Uh, well, I guess I'll take him out in the general if he gets that far, but tomorrow is the primary, so good luck in New Jersey to Frank Pilata. And that goes out to Jack Manzo, Jack Chitterelli, and those great Republicans living in the great state of New Jersey. So, plus, plus, yep. just uh, speaking of primaries, Dr. Oz won. Yes, he Dr. did Dr. Oz, yes. Yeah, baby. Speaking of tr- the, uh, the impact of Trump's endorsement, uh, Dr. Oz pulled it off, and it was all because of Trump's endorsement. No doubt. No doubt. No question. Yep. The big win there for Donald Trump. And when we left on Friday, it looked like he did not win, and the, they were killing uh, Dr. Oz. Well, next time, don't go out there and say you won if Donald Trump, ba 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 And I haven't seen one thing, not one thing, on MSNBC this morning. All they're talking about is Bill Barr's reign of innuendo, unmasked, you know, January 6th, all that. But they were all over Dr. Oz last week. None of these channels have made mention today he actually won. No, uh a lot of long faces when they do think about it because another victory for the big orange man. And, uh, yeah, the juice is real, and that's why uh, you had Zeldin on with uh, Kill Me there moments ago talking about that impact. It, 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 it works here in New York as well because, uh, you know, there are a lot of like people like me. I mean, we love Trump, so... Uh, it, it you know amongst Republicans, I know that it's a blue state, and uh, we're outnumbered by these uh, woke tards, uh, by you know way too many numbers. But uh, yeah, Donald Trump, if if he says I pick this guy and I'm not paying too close attention, I'll go with with yeah. what uh, Donald Trump says. That's why uh, the, put the brakes on the Ron DeSantis 2024. I don't want DeSantis to run because I would like to get 12 years of Republican reign. Give me four more of Trump and then eight of DeSantis. Give me a dozen years rather than just eight from DeSantis right now. But uh, and I know there was a poll last week, some poll that had DeSantis right there neck and neck. I don't buy it. I still think Donald Trump gives us far and away the best chance to win in 2024, and this Dr. Oswin may be more evidence of that. Which Lowry coming up at 7.40, Chaz Palminteri coming up at 8.40. Bernard McGurk. Bernard has been a friend of mine for so long, and Sid, you too. Sid Rosenberg. Not good, great. Bernie and Sid in the morning. I love you guys. I listen to you every morning and walk around the house laughing my butt off. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.
back here on the Bernie and Sid Show. Heard everywhere on the 77 WABC app. Simulcast out on Eastern Long Island News Talk 107.1 FM. Somehow or other, I don't associate our next guest with this song. Just, uh, I don't see him rocking out with a blunt in his hand, uh, you know, and his hand on some baby's butt. But you never can tell. You know, you can't ever tell. Hey, uh, it's Rich Lowry from the National Review. He's a great guy. He's he's all all over these uh, Sunday morning talk shows and other shows during the week. Just a brilliant pundit, I guess, and columnist, for as, as I mentioned, for the National Review. Rich, good morning to you. Hey, I love Quiet Riot. That was my favorite song when I was eight years old. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I believe, I believe that, actually. I really I do. I had a cassette tape. Seriously, I listened to it in my bedroom. I'm dating myself, but no uh, I love Quiet Riot. Well, and look how you turned out, right? Your, par- <laughs> your parents were worried uh, he's going to be some yeah. sort of Abby Hoffman type, and uh, no. Uh, hey, listen, Rich, uh, let's pick up where we left off in the last segment. Uh, we were talking about DeSantis uh, versus Trump, et cetera. Well, just coincidentally, you wrote a column that not uh, about two or three days ago, and it is entitled, Is Donald Trump Boring Now? And you come, you write it with a caveat, but uh, I'll be interested in hearing you elaborate on it now, if you don't mind, Rich. Yeah, I, I write all these, all these Trump columns with huge caveats now. <laughs> it just seems to me, we've talked about this a little bit, that the focus on 2020 is, uh, I don't think, does him any favors the uh, you know all the jokes and jibes that were so so fresh and new four or five years ago they're, they're largely the same. Um, so I just w- I wonder if some of the entertainment value is being lost there. On the other hand, you know he has hu- hugely enthusiastic crowds. Um, my, where I am on Trump running is seventy seventy fifty. So he'll seventy percent chance he'll run, seventy percent chance he'll win if he runs, and then a fifty percent chance he'll win the general if he's a nominee. So it's it's up to him. You know, the most important thing that's going to happen in this race is is whether he decides to run or not. You know, it's funny, Rich. You say he's got a 50 percent chance of winning the GE. And you're probably right. It seems that the country is split right down the middle. And certainly the last couple of years, it has leaned blue. But who's he running against? Like, as we say, he's got a chance of winning. Like, Biden's not going to run again. This has been a complete disaster. He's looking for Jimmy Kimmel to save his ass now. Then you're really in trouble. So, <laughs> right, Pete Buttigieg, uh, uh, Kamala Harris, we don't even know who's going to run against him. So that may be better for a 50-50 chance. Pocahontas, right? Who knows? Yeah, so I, I make it 50-50 because there's, there's so much, it, you know, who knows? Maybe he's running in the middle of a recession, and this is a 65% chance. Maybe he's running against Kamala Harris, and it's a 85% chance. It's impossible to know. But I think the Democrats are just desperate for Biden to run because there's no alternative. But, you know, they, we, we watch TV every day. There's there's serious doubts whether he'll he'll be up for it, you know, and it's uh, too – more than two years away. But if you're going 50-50 because you think the country hates Trump, I think they hate DeSantis, too. The, uh, the don't say gay bill. Everybody mm-hmm. talked about that. Everybody, they hate DeSantis. You go back to what he's done with masks and COVID. Not nearly as much as Trump because Trump fires back like nobody ever can. Not Cruz, not DeSantis, not anybody. But uh, the country hates DeSantis at this point, too. The haters, I should say. Yeah, I mean, the, the, no, they don't, they don't hate anyone as much as Trump. And, and I agree, I agree. You know, one of my hesitations about Trump is, so let's, let's say he wins again. What, what is that going to look like? You know, imagine what, you know, we saw through what the resistance was like in, in 17. What's it going to be like in 25? I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if there are assassination attempts against his cabinet members. Mm-hmm. So you, you don't want what you do to be determined by the insanity. 
of the other side, but I just think someone else would have a much better chance of being able to focus on a, a governing agenda and actually move the ball. But again, it doesn't really matter what, what I think. The, the most important factor in this race is, is what the guy in Mar-a-Lago thinks and ultimately does, whether he gets in or not. You can't argue with the results of uh, you know his juice. You have J.D. Vance. You have uh, Dr. Oz. Uh, Georgia aside, that was a unique case. His juice, not so much uh, a factor there. But either way, Rich Lowry, I don't want to belabor it, so I'll move on. I want to ask you about something that really repulsed me over the weekend. Talked about it a little earlier, which is the uh, the arrest of, of, of Peter Navarro. I mean, that is a political persecution, what they did to this guy. Uh, is d- d- discussing this January 6th commission. I mean, we're sliding towards fascism like at warp speed. What do you think? Yeah, well, I mean, what's good for the goose should be good for the gander. Eric Holder was held in contempt of Congress. Um, and as someone pointed out on Twitter, went to dinner the next night, you know, uh, the, 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 the same day. No problem. No issue. He wasn't in shackles. No, the FBI didn't hunt him down. And you have this happening to Peter Navarro. So my, my reaction when I first saw this, I, I tweeted, apparently, you know, the January 6th committee and the FBI want to get Trump renominated with 80 percent of the vote. You know, cause <laughs> there's just going to be a huge reaction to this sort of stuff. And no one is, in, is interested in January 6th as they think they are. You know, I don't think these primetime hearings are going to get them anything. We, we kn- know what happened. You know, they're not really adding anything significant, but I think they're, they're warming up to trying to charge Trump with a crime, which, which will be a, a huge benefit to him politically. Rich, uh, one of the things I love about you is you're multifaceted. You love sports. You're a big Yankee fan by their playing great, by the way. And uh, you know your sports, too. You're not just enthusiastic, but you know what you're talking about. So me and Bernie are in the same exact boat, right? Steve Kerr, Golden State Warriors taking on the Boston Celtics in the NBA Finals. And Carr, whose father was murdered, by the way, by a gun, Carr is uh, wearing, not just Carr, but all of them wearing these shirts last night, end gun violence. As if me and Bernie don't want to end gun violence. Only he wants to do that, you know. So he wears something like that, and while clearly it's, it's right, it's good, we agree with him, it annoys the hell out of me. He's annoyed the hell out of me for years. How do you feel about it? Uh, same. Um, you know, I, I thought we were sort of winning the battle against uh, woke corporate stuff and woke major league stuff, but it's, it's cropped up again after these shootings, you know, you had um, the, the Rays and the Yankees, their Twitter feed was taken over by this, this gun control group tweeting out things that are, that are false or at least dubious about guns. You, You have this with the NBA finals. So it's, it's really annoying. They don't know what they're talking about, and it doesn't convince anyone, and it's all virtue signaling. And, and then you have the you know, same thing going on with Pride Month. You know, we can't have a Pride Day or a Pride, Pride Week. We have to have a Pride right. Month, and right. everyone is making everything rainbow. I mean, the Brooklyn Nets tweeted out something. You looked at it, and it looks like a, a test pattern on an old TV. <laughs> There's somebody like, we're going to need more colors to keep up with all the yeah. stuff, more letters and more colors. So I just think it's, it's ridiculous, and it, it does um, – irritate most people. Lou Rufino is going to play a clip uh, here of Joe Biden. It's clip cut number five. Uh, These people, uh, and and the sentiment was uh, expressed all over the Sunday morning shows yesterday that that there's no problem here. You know, know, the the economy. Cut number five, Joe Biden from Friday. uh, I believe it was Friday. Cut five, please, Lou. Since I took office, families are carrying less debt. Their average savings are up. A recent survey from the Federal Reserve found that more Americans feel financially comfortable than any time since the survey began in 2013. 
Uh, so everything is fine. Um, Americans are financially comfortable. Forget about inflation. Uh, you know, forget about the gas prices, all that stuff. I mean, and again, uh, it's Putin's war that caused the gas prices. Prices. Oh, we're doing everything right, and everybody's happy. What do you think, Rich Lowry? Yeah, I mean, he's just focusing on, on everything but the elephant in the room, which is inflation, which hits everyone's pocketbooks, which is effectively eroding wages. I mean, wages have declined over the last year or two because of an inflation. And he can cite whatever numbers he wants, but everyone feels it and sees it you know, at the, the pump and, and elsewhere. And it's eroding away one of the foundations of his presidency and, and may indeed create a recession, you know, and that next year because the fed needs to try to land this plane which isn't going to be easy so it's all it's all misdirection and it's not not particularly convincing to anyone nine times out of ten before i ask you a question or even bernie i can figure out what which lowry is going to say i'm going to ask you something i have no idea what the answer is going to be no idea how much time did which lowry spend the last week watching the jubilee in england (laughs) (laughs) none none now, now, listen, now, now, we don't either because we're on record, me and Bernie, saying that, uh, and we like Queen Elizabeth, God bless her, 70 years, good for her, but for the most part, these people are some of the worst people God ever created. <laughs> are you in the same boat? Well, she's, I mean, she's wonderful, right? I mean, she's like the, the one person in the world that cares about duty more than anything else yes. in, in her institution, so God bless her. But the, the, to the extent I've paid attention, you know, it's been looking at the Daily Mail and whatnot just to see the photos of, of Harry and Meghan being frozen out. I mean, that's been wonderful. <laughs> With that, That's worth celebrating. The whole world has been celebrating <laughs> Absolutely that. right. Otherwise, my discretionary TV time's all, all been about the Yankees. Uh, ah. So, so uh, listen, Rich Lowry, uh, you mentioned Pride Month, uh, you know, a whole month. I mean, they've achieved what they look what they were looking to achieve, starting with the Stonewall riots back uh, 30, 40 years ago. But uh, the latest thing is this uh, transgender gibberish, this uh, this grooming uh, situation where they're trying to indoctrinate kids and are actually uh, effectuating it. They're actually doing it in schools, which. Uh, which, which precipitated the uh, Parental Rights Act down in Florida that you mentioned earlier. And uh, now you had this thing. I know you're on Twitter. You saw what happened in Dallas, Texas, parents taking their kids to a, a strip club to have transgenders in thongs, uh, you know, doing splits on the floor and having these these kids, these toddlers, put dollar bills in their stupid thongs. It's all on videotape. Did you see that? And what do you I, think? I, of it? I, I missed that and, and wish that's something I, I didn't know. <laughs> really? <laughs> be, yeah, oh, my. It's perverse. It's it's awful. You know, it's everywhere. These people are insane and they have to be stopped. And I urge everyone. I haven't watched the whole thing myself, but the, the Daily Wire, Ben Shapiro's um, operation has this new documentary, What is a Woman?, where this guy just kind of deadpan interview with some of these gender ideologues. You're talking about, about you Matt, know, Matt, Matt Walsh. Matt Walsh, right? Walsh, sorry. Yeah. And, uh, and, and what they come up with and how offended they are by the question is, is so it's damning, disturbing, and hilarious at the same time. These people are nuts. 60 seconds to go. You mentioned the Yankees twice already. Uh, they're playing. Se- <laughs> well, you mentioned them first. I did. <laughs> and they're, play- they're playing 722 baseball. Aaron Judge is out of his mind. Nestor Cortez is, is Ron Guidry, the next coming. Uh, they never lose. They, and listen, they got 108 games to go, but after 54 games, and they're 39 and 15. After 54 games, if the Yankees don't win it all this year, doesn't matter what you thought back in March, are you going to be disappointed? 
Yes, but, wow. uh, but no, no guarantees. You know, the, the, the Dodgers lost last year. They had a fantastic team. The Mets and the Dodgers look good. I don't know what the I, – I, it must be – would it be the 80s or 2000 when New York had the, both the Mets and the Yankees running this hot? It's, yeah. it's hard to remember when, when they were both this well, they Well, they played so, in the Subway Series in 2000. So Yeah, but the Yankees kind of – you know, they were a little bit at the tail end. I mean, they, yeah. they won the championship that year, but they're yeah. sort of tailing off. I, you know, I forget what the Mets' record was, but to have them both this good in the regular season is amazing. And uh, very, very, it's great, great for New York. Everything else sucks about New York. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a great yeah. baseball season. Rangers <laughs> and the Rangers. Oh, the Rangers, yeah, congrats. Yeah. Still Come on. two wins away, two wins away. Hey, that Met win versus the Dodgers last night was incredible. What a great game, man. It was just, yeah, there's something special. Something's happening here. Uh, we could see the, the reprise of uh, the year 2000. The Subway World Series, uh, keep hope alive. Let's hope it happens. Yeah, so it's, it is the invitation to all of us going to the Mets-Yankee game. Is that still still a live proposition? Oh, 100%. Absolutely. Right, do it. Done. It's going to be me, you, Bernie, Eric Adams, and the guns are. <laughs> <laughs> the guns are. We're going to need them. Listen, Rich Larry, thank you so much uh, right, for, for appearing on the Bernie and Sid. Great job, Rich. Great job. Right, there he is. Terrific guy, Rich Lowry, and... Uh, we have uh, we have another guest coming up, Sydney. Who would that be? Oh, that would be the great actor, writer, director, and uh, one of the most astute guys when it comes to politics, too. Chaz Palminteri and will join us at 840. He's a dear friend. In fact, uh, he's shooting uh, a Gravesend tomorrow, and we're all shooting together, me, him, Bo Deedle, basically the whole cast on June 23rd in the season finale, and it looks like uh, Gravesend season two will be coming uh, out sometime around November. And don't forget, Chaz's daughter, his beautiful daughter, Gabrielle, is also in Gravesend this season. So we'll talk to Chaz Palminteri coming up at 840 on this, the Monday edition of Bernie and Sid. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Bernie and Sid in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Monday morning, gorgeous sunsplash Monday morning here in New York. Going to be a nice uh, nice week. Wednesday, not so great. Thursday, uh, but back to uh, 80s and sunny on Friday, today and tomorrow. 
Very, very nice as we inch closer and closer to July 4th, although this is um, this is D-Day today. We mentioned it last hour, 78 years ago today. We stormed the beaches in uh, Normandy, and um, you know, I, uh, for me at least, because I'm not a, an avid reader like you are, Bernie, and you know, you've read everything on World War II, on World War I, quite frankly, and just about any big historic event, <laughs> I always, my reference is basically Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> and uh, that, that first scene when uh, those kids are throwing up in the water and the waters are up and, you know, they know that uh, for the most part that death awaits them because most of those kids never got out of the boats. I mean, they, they pulled up on shore and they were shot to death right there. But that, uh, that first 20 minutes of that movie, I know it's just a movie, but, man, it was, it was about a tougher watch as anything I've seen in 55 years. And I think at least uh, pretty realistic when it came to the – the horror that took place on the beaches that day as we started the uh, the end of the day. I think that's right, uh, and that's what it was, I believe, designed to do was show you the the suffering, the horror that these guys went through, su- stuck in those landing craft for because there was a weather delay uh, uh, two days before. They weren't sure they were going to go. They, they they called it off, and they were waiting. So they, a lot of these guys were stuck in these landing craft for a long time, and by the time they got they crossed the channel. Yeah, they were seasick, and uh, you know there wasn't much. There was hardly any cover at all. The air cover was didn't really, and they they were sitting ducks. But yet they 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 plowed ahead, just to, so that movie was very very important. That uh, aside from the horror of it, uh, I mean, for you as a movie movie viewer looking for some entertainment, it it described graphically the suffering that these young men, the greatest generation, went through. And that's why it's such an important movie, and not a bad one for being uh, uh, your 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 initial point of reference for an, an historic day like that. Yeah, Tom Hanks was uh, great in that movie, and uh, Tom Sizemore was great in that, and of course Matt Damon played uh, the the private uh, the private Ryan. They actually were able to rescue because a uh, true story: the rest of his brothers were actually killed in that war, and uh, they wanted to make sure that the whole family wasn't wiped out, and that was the whole theme of the movie, at least save this kid, because the rest of his brothers are dead. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, they, they got him. That was, it started, that that, that rule, uh, they did that because uh, there were four brothers, the Sullivan brothers, believe it or not, that was the name. There were five Sullivan brothers uh, who, who died on a ship, and so a rule was uh, instituted, implemented, I don't know, it wasn't an act of Congress. Whatever it was, uh, they wanted. They didn't want that to happen again, where a whole a family of boys is wiped out, and that's why that uh, that thus saving Private Ryan. Yeah. But and my friend, my my good friend Brian Costello, former NYPD detective, uh, this this guy's dad landed on uh, on on you know Normandy on D Day. His father did. His father was in the war from 1940 to 1945. And that, a lot of guys were in a similar predicament. I mean, they, they they were there for the duration. They didn't know how long it was going to go. So, I mean, you know, I mean, in retrospect, it ended in 45. Uh, these guys thought they might be in uniform till 50. And plus, yeah. yep. if it wasn't for the uh, if it wasn't for the atomic bomb in Japan, the next move they they were scheduled. They were waiting after the war in Europe ended. They were waiting to go invade Japan. Yeah, which yeah. was certain was was absolute certain death. Thank God for the uh, atomic bomb, Hiroshima, Nagasaki, Tibbetts, and Sweeney and those guys. Thank God for that. Boris Johnson is facing a no-confidence vote in uh, in the U.K. I don't know if that means 
that he's in big trouble. I know he's faced a lot of backlash over the COVID lockdowns, a few other things too, but there seems to be this concern, I guess, for the Boris Johnson fan that this vote may mean the end of his reign. Is that what we're facing here with Boris Johnson? Well, I see uh, Pierce Morgan on Fox and Friends, and uh, yeah, they're talking Bojo, and I don't think uh, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. I mean, uh, they, they, these parliaments do this type of thing all the time, but he's had a lot of problems with uh, you know partying in Downing Street when uh, they're, they're locking down the whole country. Uh, that's not cool. You don't want to see your leaders doing one thing and telling you to do another. Rules for thee and not for me. And so I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure. Uh, I haven't been following it that closely. I don't know. Uh, I doubt, again, that they're going to, to remove him. But uh, I have to watch a little bit of the Q&A session back on C-SPAN because they, they hash it all out there. <laughs> you love I that. swear, it's very entertaining. I know you they love go that. at it like you can't believe. And uh, But I haven't watched it in a couple of weeks, so uh, I'm out of the loop. So I, can't, I don't know much about this, uh, no confidence. All right, let me ask you this. Uh, this is a Bernie McGurk poll. Bernie McGurk poll. Which story now have you become more tired of? Putin and Ukraine, story number one, or guns after Buffalo and Ivaldi? By the way, we had 10 more mass shootings in the country this weekend, 67 dead, hundreds injured. So it was another very, very violent weekend in this country led by Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So no one here is poo-pooing that. No one here is minimizing uh, the danger. We're we're very aware. We'd like to see anything done that can help things. But the talk becomes overwhelming and at times stupid. So which one is it for you, Putin and the Ukraine or guns? Well, Putin and the Ukraine, uh, uh, that is the one I am most sick of. End this stupid thing. Stop uh, squandering our money on uh, really... On a stupid cause, uh, Putin has already lost. He's he's just trying to save some face. End it. Somehow or other, uh, this forty billion, uh, fifty-four billion dollars, we could use for a, a plethora of reasons here in the United States. But the gun thing is, uh, it's not that I'm necessarily sick of it. I'm sick of the the dishonesty, the duplicitousness of the uh, of the politicians of these these left wing Democrat politicians who won't address some of the real issues. You want to address guns? That's fine. I can talk about the raise the age. I can sure. talk about red flag laws. Sure. But uh, you got to talk about mental health. You got to talk about hardening the school. You got to talk about protecting the kids where the shootings will occur. Why won't you do that? What's the problem? Uh, uh, you know, a single point of entry. Why won't you talk about this and putting in security officers inside the school? Uh, that is inbounds. That's legit. And that's that's again. That's where the shootings are taking place. Let's do that. And by the way, banning AR-15s, that kid down in Uvalde, doesn't matter what weapon he had. He had an hour to do whatever he wanted. He could have had a shotgun, and he could have killed every single kid in 40 minutes. So you ban the If that, there was an AR-15 ban in that case, he would have killed every single kid that he killed uh, as, as he did with an AR-15. So a lot of these laws wouldn't change anything with these uh, mass shootings. There are other weapons out there that uh, people can employ. And over the weekend, you point out Philadelphia, Chattanooga, uh, they had some, yeah, they had some mass shootings there, but uh, but the majority of the shootings, as you point out, uh, around the country are the inner city mass yep. shootings, where you know, these the, the handguns, the handguns shooting uh, three, four, five people, uh, so and they don't want to, they're not talking about banning handguns, nor should they. You can't, you can't legislate away this stuff. It's it's it starts with the culture. 
It's not the gun doing the killing. It's a person. It's That's an right. individual. That's right. And we got to focus on mental health and stuff like that. Punitive sentences. Why not, as Bill O'Reilly points out, the feds, uh, uh, an, an automatic five-year sentence if you're caught committing a crime uh, with a gun. A five-year automatic sentence. I love it. Why you don't not? Think, you, don't, yeah, you don't think that these, uh, these, these types of punishments will have an effect I, on I, people? I don't know, but I don't care. I, I don't know that, to be honest. I don't know. I, well, I, they will. I, I, they I don't will. know that, you, but, but I'd rather put the you, guy in jail anyway. <laughs> uh, absolutely. But if you're walking around the streets with a gun and you know it means uh, an automatic five years, even let's say just to possess it, forget committing a crime with it, just to possess a gun, give them five years in prison. And they 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 will eventually find out that that gun will cost you five years in prison, and they won't use it. That's why stop and frisk was so effective in New York, because these dudes they just left their gun at home. Or they, didn't, they didn't bother with guns, period, because they knew uh, that they would be. You know, there were mandatory sentences for uh, gun possession back then, and there was a good chance you were going to get tossed on the streets for no for what you think is no good reason, but because you fit fit a profile. Sadly. Uh, and, and it was very effective. And in that sense, we need a, we need mandatory sentences for gun possession. You know, we uh, see these politicians. They talk all the time. And uh, they're most uh, a lot of them are the most delusional people that you'll ever meet. It's just it's incredible. I know you played stuff this morning where Joe Biden talked about how well America is doing. And, you know, we're all doing great. And uh, you know, I guess inflation didn't matter to him with jobs or all that stuff. And it's the same thing with this mayor. Every time I hear the mayor in this city speak you would think he has already saved us. I mean, he's got so much work to do. We're not even close. We're not even close. And this guy finds a way to beat his chest almost every time they put a microphone in front of him. And I'm curious, because maybe I'm missing something. You know, maybe I was watching the Rangers or the Mets and the Dodgers or something else when he did something so amazing, so amazing, <laughs> above and beyond uh, getting 3,000 guns off the street, which means nothing. Uh, what, what am I missing here, Bernie? Because he, he, he keeps telling people, thank God, thank God he chose me as the mayor of New York because I'm doing a great job. Yeah, well, uh, I'm missing the same thing because he hasn't accomplished a damn thing in uh, reducing crime. Crime is up, as we pointed out, as others have pointed out, uh, since he took over, uh, way higher than when de Blasio was in office. I mean, who thought anybody would ever be saying that? So, no, there he's not accomplished uh, anything whatsoever uh, regarding, you know, crime or anything in this city. What has he accomplished? The city's nobody's coming back to work. Nobody. He's trying to exhort these uh, corporations to bring their people back. They're saying, no, we can't. You're, you're a stupid city. I mean, nobody wants to ride the subway, and your city is unsafe. You had a, a guy going to brunch on a Sunday uh, shot to death over the Williamsburg Bridge on a beautiful sunny day around noon going to brunch, a Goldman Sachs employee. Uh, no, we're not coming back to work. So he's been a miserable failure on all fronts. He has no right to beat his chest. So you look good in a suit, and you think you're funny. You show up at stupid events like Pride uh, events yesterday. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's not getting it done. That's not. Uh, that's all symbolism. You're not doing a damn thing. Yeah, congratulations to the players on Tampa Bay who uh, actually decided not to wear the Pride label on their uniforms when the Rays played the White Sox on Saturday. Uh, none of those guys are homophobic. Neither are me and Bernie. Well, we, well, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm pro everything. By God way. bless. I'm, I'm very right. Both of us are pretty liberal. When it comes to social issues, both of us are. God bless. God, we don't. Uh, great, great. But uh, we're sick and tired, like uh, like uh, Rich Lowry said. Why a month? Why a month for gay pride? How about a day? How about a week? Why a month? 
And what happens is you start to turn off people who really don't care. They, we have nothing against it. But now it becomes they shove it in your face. They got to raise a flag every day. It's every single post on Instagram. Baseball players have to wear the, the badge. So these guys on Tampa Bay said, no, I'm not going to wear it. And uh, as it turned out, they did not wear it. No. Uh, again, uh, props to them. Uh, they cited religious reasons. But there are other guys who you know didn't want to wear it and decided uh, to wear it anyway because of the pressure that they perceived might be brought down to bear on them. In other words, money. They won't be able to get endorsements. Right. Hey, this was one of the guys that refused to wear the gay pride thing. Yeah. Do not give him that uh, endorsement for, I don't know, Snapple or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> yeah. Don't give it to him. I'm serious. <laughs> no, you're and right. That, and that's, you're what right. They, that's what they're thinking. So, yeah. And, and it causes a backlash. That guy will say, damn, they made me wear it. I didn't want to, but I couldn't cost my family money. I don't know how long I'm going to be in this baseball business. I need to make money now. So, yeah, give it to me. I'll, I'll wear it. So I'm sure they reluctantly wore it. Yeah. But these five, these other five guys may not have had such similar considerations. Maybe I don't. I'm not. I'm not sure they were at the end of their careers. Yep. Or they, they've, like Tim Tebow, just a very, very, uh, you know, uh, they, they hold to their convictions, their religious convictions. Like, good for them. Good for them is right. And uh, you never thought you'd get to the day. I understand gays spent a lot of time being oppressed. It wasn't right. It wasn't fair. It was gross. It was disgusting. I'm all for that. But it feels like it's been a very long time. Yes. I know that transgenders, it, it still is the case. I know it's different with them. but uh, And I know it's all part of one community, the LBGTQ. You can use 19 letters. I have no idea. But I never thought I'd see the day where being born black or preferring penis actually made you a better person. But that's how they come off. They may not, they may not feel that way. They may not want to come off that way. But that's how they come off. Like they're, they're better than us, and they deserve all this. And the truth is, whether it's uh, the color of your skin, your sexual preference, your religion— it doesn't matter. I'm not impressed. I don't no. care. Look, uh, yeah, they, they, they come in all uh, shapes and sizes, personalities, demeanors. Uh, look, Kevin Spacey's gay, and he's he's a he's a piece of he's a piece of garbage. He's trash. He's an animal. Uh, so uh, just be by virtue of your birth doesn't define who you are. I was born hetero. You were born hetero. We don't walk around saying, "Hey, I'm hetero and I'm proud." You know what we should have. We should have uh, straight white male month. We should. I mean, let, let's face it. Straight white. You want to go down this route? You want to go down this route? We should. Straight white males oh, are I, responsible I, I, for I, all the luxuries that you uh, that you're enjoying. Agreed. Everything. The the combustible engine, the cars, electricity. I know there blacks helped in, in in certain respects, or whatever. But for the large 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 part, civilization, Western civilization, which makes you so damn comfortable. Uh, white men are responsible for it, for the greatest uh, quality of life in the history of civilization. You want to go down, down that route? We could, and we could compare, could contrast and compare different civilizations and different, uh, you know, if you wanted to go the race route if that, or, or the gender route. Doesn't matter. We, we could do that. Well, we're, not, we're not advocating for it. No. But if you're going to keep pushing that crap, then we're gonna we do can it. push the other way. I am proclaiming this Friday on Bernie and Sid is great white straight men day <laughs> this friday great this friday if you're white and you're a man and you're straight then uh, we're going to celebrate you on friday yes and yeah. we'll come up with some uh no. stats and figures that'll <laughs> blow your ass away <laughs> and you'll be like wow i didn't realize that uh, yeah, yeah. we yeah. live in a really sick world man i mean it's, just, it's getting do. worse and worse ingrates out uh, there i mean it's just disgusting thankful right. for what uh Straight white males have done in this in, oh, in this world. We we become these straight white male have have become evil. I mean, I 
And, yeah. I, and I go, listen, my son goes through this every day. My wife's going to kill me. She doesn't want me talking about this on the air, but he goes through it every day, you know, in, in a school where most of the kids in his class are predominantly black. I mean, I don't so. want to hear any more about white privilege. It doesn't exist. If, if it did exist ever, if it did exist hey. ever, it's gone now. Trust me, the listen. black kids in the school, they're getting the privilege, not, not white Jewish Gabe Rosenberg. The, straight, straight, the, the cemeteries at Arlington are filled with straight white males who liberated blacks from slavery. Ah, uh, yeah, but that's because they didn't allow the gays to fight. They were ready. The, the straight white males are uh, <laughs> responsible for, for, for uh, unseating the worst, uh, the vi- most vicious dictatorship in the history of civilization. That was Adolf Hitler. Liberated Straight white male liberated the concentration camps, et cetera, et cetera. And we don't get a, we don't get a day. Nothing. We don't get anything. You get Squat. nothing. Right. I mean, they do have Barry Manilow. That's a big win for them. You got to admit, Barry. Uh, listen, there are exceptions to the rule. I'll, I'll give them that. But that's why we shouldn't be doing this. They got Rob Shooter, too. Of course not. That that's we shouldn't exactly be doing this. why we should not right. be. You well, by the way, listen, I, don't believe, I believe BET is racist. There's no white entertainment network. There's no wet. Why do, why do right. anything that takes any group of people and makes them different, give them their own TV channel, their own parade, their own day, why do that? Why? Uh, exactly. It's not right. They, I guess one day is fine, but uh, but again, sure. going back to the gay pride, a month of this, please, and all these corporations feeling the pressure and schools. And by the way, you, you know they're doing it in schools to a, a nauseating extent. They're grooming the kids. Oh yeah. But if you want to compare and contrast on the numbers, who did most for civilization? The straight white male would win hands down any time, easily. And you know, so you don't want to get into that game. No, I don't want to. I don't want to either. No, but uh, just for hypothetical reasons, yeah. uh, uh, pushing back a little bit, uh, we brought it up this morning. Well, we're going to have a great straight white male, Chaz Palminteri, stop by at eight forty. Yeah. Uh, so we got Lydia reports and Chaz Palminteri all this hour, right here on the Bernie and Sid in the Morning Show. This is Lydia Reports on 77 WABC. Here's Lydia Serrani. Well, going with what you guys uh, were just talking about, did you know that drag queen shows and children go hand in hand? Did you hear about this incident? It went viral over yeah, the we weekend. Yeah, we, we did it an hour ago, big time. Yes, we're all over it, uh, Lydia. But go oh, ahead. Okay. The, the, I was the texting need- Justin to see if you guys did it um, already. Well, a, the people need part, to know. The people need people, to know. It's going viral. There's all these protesters out front, and a lot of the protesters were also people of color. So the gay bar that you mentioned in Dallas called Mr. Mister held the drag queen show specifically geared for children in which the kids learned how to strike a pose in front of a large neon sign that read, it's not going to lick itself. At yep. times, the sign flashed, I licked it, so it's mine. Kids even learned how to take to the catwalk, complete with giving dollar bills to the queens. One of the performers even said he ho- his hope is that more kids will follow his lead. You can take a listen to hear just some of the Lydia, jubilation. The, the kids were putting dollar bills in these animals' thongs, these disgusting pig tranny thongs. <laughs> it was sickening. Go ahead. Listen to the jubilation. So... While this is playing, the guy's, uh, you know, walking up and down the catwalk. He's doing splits. My question is, as he's doing the splits, I know they tuck it in. How does that not hurt their crotch? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah, uh, it, maybe, maybe he had it whacked insane? off. Maybe he had it whacked off. Maybe he's uh, uh, he went the, the full Monty, if you will, to, to use a, uh, an old uh, 
an old phrase uh, in a perverse way. Uh, yeah, no, listen, it was absolute. Thank God for the protesters and what they did, shaming these uh, these disgusting perverts. These perverts should be arrested. The parents should be arrested. But I don't know if you have anything. Do you have anything else on it? Because uh, I do. It, I'll, it, you know what? The, I have a, I, I have sound from the drag queens. Did you see also that there's this one guy that he's like a top engineer and there's some protesters. One of the guys, his name is Alex Stein. That's one of the protesters. I actually had yes. him on the show really? once when I was filling in during the week. He's a great guy. He's a, he's a protester but uses uh, comedy to kind of combat all the craziness that's going on in the world. And he's talking to one, and the guy spits in his face. Uh, wow. the, guy spit, the guy spits in his face. So here we have, again, the tolerant left. You know, as soon as you try to go at them and say, hey, you shouldn't be doing that, or what do you say about the kids? So, okay, the guy's name is John Joseph Dean, and apparently he works for cybersecurity team at Southwest Air. So he was confronted by a protester, Alex Stein, and he literally hocks a loogie and spits in his face. That is, uh, the, the, listen, these people need to not only be arrested, but have their asses whooped. Uh, this is Alex Stein, uh, Lydia. This is Alex Stein actually confronting uh, these trannies and their handlers as they leave the building. I mean, this guy is terrific. Uh, play, play cut number three, Lou, please. Do you like dancing for little children? You don't think that's disgusting? Dancing around for little children? Don't you think that's disgusting? You don't think that's disgusting? Hey, you can't just touch me. You don't think that's disgusting? You don't think that's disgusting? You don't think that's disgusting? Dancing for little children. You should be ashamed of yourself dancing for little children. You guys dance with little children. You should be ashamed of yourselves. You're disgusting. Think about what you just did. Okay, that's fine, but you dance naked in front of little children. Stop. Stop. Look at you. Stop. You dance in front of so, little So there you have it. You get the idea. The, 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 that's the tranny yelling. I just yelling. text his number. I just text his number to Justin if you guys want to call him. He's the nicest guy. And well, uh, did you hear when they t said your mom is a whore to him? So his course. mom died when he was a little kid. Yeah, so uh, any, he's very uh, well known in that area protesting these type of events because he's from Dallas. And that's like the one go to gut punch that they give him is they try to make fun of his dead mother. Oh, is that right? But but yeah. he's not distracted by that, to his credit. Uh, he's no, right. No. He's shame. Now, this is what we have to bring back. Bring back shame. This incident is a jump the shark moment. Uh, look, it's, it should have been jumped the shark a long time ago with uh, the Florida Parental Rights Act, where, where uh, libs of TikTok actually exposed many of these teachers. I played a lot of these clips. Libs of TikTok, where teachers actually say that they're uh, trying to convert kids into this transgender uh, mental disorder world. But this particular incident of them in a bar and these parents that brought their kids to it, uh, th these parents ought to be arrested as well. They ought to have their kids taken away from them. Uh, but uh, this is a moment, I think, that if the, when the nation sees it, you know this is going to be all over the place today. And uh, oh. people, people are already sick of it, and this is just going to cement their uh, nausea uh, when they see this today. It's just absolutely horrible what happened over the weekend in that Dallas bar. 
Well, uh, maybe I'll I'll pitch the idea to make it the question of the day to the social media team because I think. Do you think it's child abuse to send to bring your kids to a, a drag queen bar? And you know what? And it's not about of just them being, you know, men dressed up like women or whatever. Uh, first of all, LGBTQ plus A or whatever it is, there's no D in there for for drag queen. You know, there are such things as drag queens that are straight, and they're not even really kind of. I have a lot of gay friends. They're not even really considered. It's it's really bizarre how they put that all in together but maybe we can make it the question of the day do you think this is child abuse i don't understand how this has anything to do with pride and i also think that even if uh these were women dress uh dress scantily clad and strutting up and down strippers which we've seen and people and i think that's child abuse too it's sexualizing kids and taking their innocence away i mean it's wrong on so many counts but this transgender movement is the trendy one today, uh, and I don't know why they want to uh, corrupt our kids and, and, and infuse them with adult themes and uh, of sex and uh, just leave them the F alone. It's just I can't even tell you how furious and angry I am. And good for this guy, Alex Stein. He called out not only the trannies and the handlers who are trying to run away, to banging on the car, open the door, I want to get out of here. He went after the, he went after the parents. He went after the police that were outside the place because the protesters were there. How can you allow this? This this should be illegal. He did all that, so uh, kudos to this guy and uh, ex- for exposing this. And but, but this shows you how sick the woke cards on the left have become. That, that so this Justin is acceptable. Justin just texted me. I, I text Justin, the executive producer, the number. He's coming on your show. Alex well, we'll, we'll we'll talk about it. Uh, in a little bit, but that sounds good. Thanks for doing that. That's terrific. Yeah, no, Alex is great. He's funny. He's really smart. And you know, he used to be a used car salesman. And then he just saw everything that was going on in the world. And he said, what better way than to use humor to go at these people to just show how ridiculous they are? Because if you know, Alex Stein is also that kid that uh, the Leah Thomas he showed up at those board meetings wearing the one piece and he put like the fanny pack strategically placed in front of oh, his okay. uh, I know who he is. Yeah, region. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he does that all the time where he, he goes to these events and he's like, this is just, this is really crazy. It's really sad. I don't know what, and somebody was saying, what's going on in Dallas? I'll tell you what's going on in Dallas. How could this be happening in Texas? You have transplants from other parts of the country that have now moved to Dallas and they're bringing their wackadoo, uh, ideological, right. you know, sentiments with them. And this is why you see places like Austin and Dallas, they're turning purple and they might even turn blue. So, you know what? Just stay in your high tax, ultra liberal city and, you know, let your kids go to those horrible, crappy schools and leave the good school districts alone and stop trying to poison our children. We'll talk about maybe this and a lot more. Bill O'Reilly will be on Cats at Night. Five o'clock. You don't want to miss a John Katzmatidis. I'm finally COVID free. I, I missed a Greek Day parade, but I saw it online that we had a float at, and it was, um, you know, very amazing. It was a really great a day. I'm, I'm sad yeah. that I missed it, but um, you know well, what? You had Here your I health am. to take care of, Lydia. Surround a great report. We'll see uh, if we can squeeze Alex Stein in in the remainder of the show. But he's on at nine twenty-five. All right, there you go. Uh, all right, Lydia, thank you so much. Oh, 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 all right. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. 
just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. On the streets of the Bronx Is where I want to be Standing on Well, this is, of course, a Bronx tale. Three different versions, you know, of a Bronx tale. The movie, of course, Jazz Palmentary as Sonny Robert De Niro playing Bernie's father, the bus driver. It was great. The uh, Broadway musical was really outstanding. In fact, I cried a couple of times. That's how beautiful the the music was. But I've always said for years now that of the three, the best version and the one where you'll be wide-eyed the whole time is when Chance Palminteri, the great writer, director, actor, producer, does it all by himself. The one-man show, he plays every single role all by himself. And I've seen it more than once, and it's amazing every time. He's had so many great successes over the years, and now I can actually say I'm in the same show as Chaz because, of course, I play fictional mob soldier Dave Busco in Gravesend. Chaz now has the big role as Caesar, who, by the way, I don't like in Gravesend. There may be a come-to-Jesus moment one of these days between me and Chaz, and Chaz's beautiful daughter right now at Michigan. She's also, Gabby, she's also in Gravesend. It's an honor to bring him back to the Bernie and Sid show, our dear friend, the great Chaz Palminteri. Chaz, Sid and Bernie, how are you, pal? Hello, Chaz. Oh, God. Hi, Bernie. Hi, Sid. How you guys doing? Doing great. And uh, it was great seeing you a couple of weeks ago at Michael's Restaurant in Brooklyn with Bo Deedle and Vinnie Pastore. And yes. That was great, man. That was great. Yeah. Yeah, a wonderful place to eat. Great breakfast. Oh, yeah, Michael does a ter- terrific job. Terrific job. So before we get into all the other stuff, the acting, the Yankees, and all the fun stuff, I came across a, um, a podcast over the weekend, and um, I saw you there, Chance, sitting down talking specifically about school shootings off of the, the uh, tragedy in Uvalde, Texas, last week. Right. So, so I know that we hear a lot from Chance Palmentary on a lot of things, but this one I thought you were exceptionally good so for our audience, let's uh, revisit what you talked about on that yeah. podcast. Actually, yeah, actually, it was uh, John Tobacco's show, uh, Wise Guy. When I was, I was on that oh, show. On, oh, on Newsmax. Newsmax. It was on Newsmax. Right. Yeah, it right. was, uh, and I was able to talk about uh, the school shootings because I really, you know, I, I, I look. You know how I feel for kids. I, I go to, I go to a lot of, uh, you know, juvenile prisons. I speak to kids. I go to a lot of uh, schools. Mostly minority schools, and I speak to these kids, and it, it bothers me when that when that happened in Texas. I was devastated. My wife was devastated. My children were devastated. All we did was talk about it, and it's it's heartbreaking. It really is. But what I say this this is what I say said. I say, look, I'm I'm serious. You want to start doing some things about gun laws? Okay, red flag laws. I think they're important. I really do. But you got to stop the violence in the cities, in the inner cities. You got to stop that first. If you stop that first, then people will take everybody seriously. 
But you can't say, all right, we're going to take the uh, we're going to take the guns away from everyone, but we're going to let criminals loose. We're going to have revolving door justice. Nothing nothing means that you're going to have 50 people killed in Chicago, another 40 in Philadelphia, another 30 in Detroit getting shot. You're telling me you're not serious then. And plus you want to yep. defund the police. You can't have it both ways. You can't do it. We, if we're going to come together, then let's come together. That's all I'm saying. My God, Chaz, uh, this is why we love you. You're speaking the tr- truth to power. Unbelievable. But we've been echoing the same sentiments for quite some time here. Yeah, these are mass shootings. Everybody, every dead young child counts, and adults for that matter, but especially yes. the children. And you've seen it, like the 11-year-old in Brooklyn was shot in the car eating eating Mickey D's. I mean, nobody seems to care. Why is that different than the kid who was shot in Uvalde? It's not. We have some a bigger, larger problem with violence and individuals in the culture, and they don't want to address that, the mental health, uh, all these types of things. And, uh, of course, you know, the lack of fathers in homes, stuff like that. There's a cultural rot going on that they don't want right. to address that goes hand-in-hand hand with trying to ban whatever it is you're trying to ban. You're absolutely right, Bernie. You can't have it both ways. I keep telling everybody that. If you want to be serious and really be serious, and I'm not, and I've always said this, this is not, this is a Democrat problem and it's a Republican problem. I've heard it for years. You know, in George Bush's time, uh, leave no kid behind. That never happened. Uh, Obama was president for eight years. Chicago stayed the way it was. I've seen it happen over and over again uh, on both parties. If you're going to be serious, then be serious. I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. I, I Believe me, again, should an 18-year-old have a, an, an assault weapon? Okay. An 18-year-old wants an assault weapon. You want to raise the age to 21? Go ahead and raise it. You think you should, I think you should check his Facebook. You should check his Twitter before you give a young a boy a gun. I believe in that. I really do. If he's got nothing to hide, he's got nothing to hide. Absolutely. But if he's talking about mass murders and killing people and, he, and he's an animal abuser, you can't give a child like this a gun. You can't do it. It seems, uh, you, you can't. <laughs> it seems pretty obvious, right? I mean, common it's, sense. It's obvious. <laughs> I, mean, just, I right? knew the nuts in my neighborhood. I used to say, I don't want this guy to have a gun. <laughs> right. No. I mean, come on. Uh, this is uh, Chaz Palminteri, who not only is a tremendous actor and writer producer, but I have to tell you, what a great restaurateur, too. Two great places. His place in the theater district is amazing. I do commercials for him every day on this station. He's also in Wyoming. Plains. Check out his two great restaurants. If you like the old-fashioned Italian cooking straight from Sicily, you're going to love Chaz Palminteri's restaurants. And by the way, talking about eating, we got a text here this morning from our mutual friend, the great Congressman Peter King. Him and his wife, Rosemary, had dinner yes. with you and your wife at your restaurant on Friday, huh? We had dinner. We had dinner with with uh, Peter and Rosemary, and, yep. and and Peter and Rosemary have been friends of John and I's for a long time. And yes. he's a great patriot and a great American. Yes, and uh, just the both of them are just great human beings. And it, it, it's just a feeling when you're with them. They're just great, great people. And uh, you know, I, I love them. And we had such a great time. And we like to do it again. We do it all the time. And it, it's it's just great people. My restaurant is is killing it both of them the one in 264 on main street in white plains and the one in manhattan you know we we stayed open through covid and uh, i gotta tell you that my partner you know jack uh, the synonage brothers 
uh, Jack and Jeff and men, they know how to run a restaurant, yes. man. Yep. Uh, obviously, they own the Empire Steakhouse. There's like four of those. And we have Chaz Palmetero. There's two. We're looking for another location, maybe wow. somewhere in Greenwich. So uh, things are, I mean, the, the restaurants are just doing great. They're exploding. So, uh, well, you know, there's hear. a lot of good things. That's why I, I wish this country would just get this gun violence, uh, you know, I said it's it's just hard, you know. I go to Manhattan, I see what it's turning into, and I go, guys, we, you know, we just got to get it together here. Yeah. Now. We just got to get it together. It's a great country, a great city, and um, and, and great. I love that you you and Bernie, you know, you guys are out there all the time pushing New York. You got the you get the. Damn, how to show in New York. People listen to you every morning. You became a staple in this country, uh, you know, on the East Coast, both of you. And uh, Bernie, I pray for you all the time. I'm so happy to hear your voice. Every time I turn on the radio and I hear your voice, I go, God bless. God bless him another day. God bless him. And I pray for you all the time, Bernie. Thank you so much. You speak of uh, high-quality individuals. You are that. Uh, aside from you praying for me, but I appreciate that in the biggest way. Uh, Chez, you just alluded to your opening restaurants, more restaurants, looking for more spots, and, and New York City. So your thoughts on New York City, just to be clear, you think? Uh, do you think we're coming back at this point, or, or, is, or have we stalled with this we stalled. Uh, rising? We stalled, okay. We stalled. No, no, we stalled. I say it the way it is. I mean, you can't, I mean, you can't demoralize a, a, a police force. And and then and then expect them, because I, I know how I would feel if I was a cop. If you see something going down and you, and, you, and it's questionable, you say, you know what, I'm going to turn my back. I'm going to, and and you know what, I, and, and most of them don't do that. Most of them go straight ahead at it and do it anyway. Yeah. But you know what, they do it, but they they're nervous because they don't know what's going to happen. You got. I was in this. I was there. Uh, three days ago, I was in the city for a meeting, and I'm driving down, and a, a guy's wearing a big poncho, and I don't want to say what he did, but right on the corner of 60 for no, this was, it was near B&H, because I saw another guy do this a, a, a months ago, on right in front of B&H photos, oh, uh, with a poncho, he went to the bathroom right there, oh, and I'm God. not talking about number Christ. one, number two. Oh, come hey, on. Jeez. I mean, come on, guys. Jesus. No, guys, no, right I'm, there, and I was like, hey, you know I what? just looked at that, and I was like, are you kidding? What that's, is this? That's why I moved. I mean, uh, Danielle and I now live in a house by the beach in Rockaway, and uh, we spent six years here, right? We, we lived on Wall Street, as you know, Chance. We lived on the Upper West Side, and it wasn't just a crime. It was stuff like that. It was the homeless. It was people defecating in the street. It was the dirt and the filth. I had to walk over rats every morning to go two blocks to the train, and I, and I, I lived in a high-rent district. I still had to walk through all the rats in New York right. City, so... It's not just a crime and Eric Adams being a putz. It's all these things you just mentioned that are really ruining our once great city. It's a quality of life. And you have to, you have to do people in the subway are, are so scared. I, I have friends who don't go on the subway anymore. They don't let their daughters go on the subway anymore. I mean, come on, it, it's 2022. You know, let's, yep. let's get it together here now. You've got to have... Look, peace through strength. It's the same thing. It's the same thing on the streets. They have to know they're going to go to jail. If they get caught with a gun, they're going to go to jail. And and I have a suggestion. They should use the RICO Act for all these gangs. They should use the RICO Act. If they use the RICO Act, they'll get rid of these gangs right away. 
yeah, right away. We, go ahead, Chess. Continue. No, no, I'm saying you've got to be – look, they got rid of the mafia. Okay, they got they they crushed the mafia with the RICO Act. You could crush these gangs, all of them, if you use that RICO Act and you go after them. If you're right. caught with a gun, you're going to jail. It's very simple. It, right, you exactly. can't let everybody out. There was one guy I don't remember. Bernie said, "You remember a little while ago? He was in. A, he shot like ten people. They they put a bracelet on him and sent yeah. him home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh no, exactly right. No, you can't do. He <laughs> shot ten <laughs> people. Crazy. You I need man, mandatory sentences for anybody caught in possession of an illegal gun. Mandatory. They have to know that they're going to jail. And it worked before. It, it has worked. Listen, we've done it before. We did it under Mayor Giuliani, Bill Bratton, yes. uh, you know, uh, uh, Bloomberg, uh, Kelly. Bloomberg yeah, Bloomberg did everything. So it's been done before. It can be done. We're being led by dangerous fools, as I like to say. And uh, and that's what the politicians are the problem. The lenient DAs, the lenient judges, the politicians who won't change it, who won't call them out, who won't change the no-cash bail laws. That's those. Those are the people that are failing us. The thugs are always going to be there, but you can deal with the thugs if you act effectively and do the right thing, like mandatory sentences for gun possession. Right, but really mean it. Really mean it. When you go to Singapore, when you get off the plane, there's a sign that says, anyone caught with drugs here, punishable by death. There's no drugs there. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. yeah, no, they mean it. Nobody, nobody travels through Singapore with drugs. It doesn't happen. <laughs> nope. You're yeah, right. Wonder no, why? No, no, they I don't want to say. Look, that's a little strong. <laughs> but, but let's give it. Could they go to jail in our country? Well, listen. Yeah, it, it, it's like what, it's like what Sonny said. Is it better to be loved or feared? Was the question asked to Sonny, of course. And the answer yes. is feared. Fear. These people are not fearful here. They don't care. They know there'll be no repercussions. They could do what they want. So in this case, especially once again, it's better to be feared. Now, let's end this on a high note. Of all the people I know, and Bernie, and we know a lot of people, I consider you, Chaz Palminteri, yes. not just an amazing actor, but the biggest Yankee fan I know. Now, you're 54 games in, still have 108 to go. It's a long season. But uh, yes. right now, they look like the best team in baseball, better than the Dodgers and the Mets by a bit of a distance. Are you really excited or cautiously optimistic? I'm very excited and cautiously optimistic. <laughs> uh, I'm both. I'm a little. You know, look, we've had a, we've had a couple of weeks here where there was like you had a, you're not going to be every week. Every game was like, is this is this a perfect game? Is this a perfect <laughs> game? Yeah. yeah. Wait a minute. You know, Severino, Talon, uh, Cole. Every week it was like a perfect game. What's going on here? Even well, Ernesto Cortez has been great too. Chaz, great. Oh, look, excuse me. Cortez is a killer. Is he setting himself up? for a deal. I mean, every all of these guys are amazing. Well, what bothers me is, is and judges on a tear of all tears, yep. you know, we our team is running great, but if you look at it, we're not winning like 10-1, 9-1, we're winning 5-4, 3-2, and if you look, uh, who's only batting 300? I think only judges batting 300. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think, yeah. you know, so I'm a little concerned with that, that our pitching has been so unbelievable. We got to start hitting a little more. I, I got to say it. I, I don't like to say it, but we got to, you know, Gallo and Hicks. You got to, you got to really think about what you want to do here yeah, with these guys. Yeah, I mean, Gallo with a home run yesterday, but he's been brutal, brutal. He's been brutal. I mean, you know, if Hicks, if Hicks hits another weak ground ball to second, I'm going to go crazy. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I lose my mind. But you, you got to, you know, I would say, look, you know, eat the money and bring some of these 
you know, some young young kids up AAA, you know, that are real. You can't go wrong. Look, as my father used to say, he can't do any worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make a move. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Make a right. move. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, but I'm really excited about it. I, I think, I, you know, we're for real. We're for real. And so I'm, I'm real excited. And I think uh, we're going to be there in the end. We always are in the end. I thought Cashman is doing a great job. You know, uh, I really do. Uh, they're a great – look, they're a top organization. Anybody that goes there, when they leave the Yankees, they go, this was the greatest organization I ever played for. You it's know, true. there's a reason behind that, you know. Yeah. So, even uh, even, even guys like that. Dwight Gooden and Darren Strawberry, who won with the Mets, they said the same thing when they left. Hey, uh, Chaz, yeah. it's, it's great to have you on today. You made so many really smart, salient points about some very serious stuff. And we love having you here. You're not just a great star, but you're a great friend. So thank you so much, and I'll see you on the set of Gravesend yeah. in a couple of days. Thank you, pal. Uh, Thanks, I'll see you there. Okay, God bless everyone. All right, take care. He is now playing a major role on that, show. Caesar. One of the big bosses out on Long Island, and again, my character. I work for Andrew Dice Clay, but his name is Ronaldo. But of course, Dice, uh, since he had the um, the Bell's palsy, hasn't come back to the show, Bernie. So I've kind of taken over now. Wow. Me and Victor Benedetto as the the guys who lead the Miami crew. I'm the Miami guy, and I've got a big issue with uh, Caesar out on Long Island, which is played by Chaz Palminteri. <laughs> so let's see. Uh, this is great. <laughs> I know. This is. I can't wait. I know it's going to be fun. I, I shoot again June 23rd. I actually got Joe Tacopina. His uh, first ever appearance on Gravesend coming yeah. up. As my attorney, he's going to well, be in filming with me on June 23rd. He was begging you to get, yeah. get yeah, and then you came through. I so came through. All the free legal representation <laughs> you need in the future. Damn right. That's it. I like what I hear. <laughs> we'll come back with the fourth and final hour of Bernie and Sid on this epic Monday right after these words. We're doing it live. Hey, Bill O'Reilly here, and you are listening to Bernie and Sid. God help you. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Song, ladies and gentlemen, back on the Bernie and Sid show, heard everywhere on that 77 WABC app simulcast out on Eastern Long Island, News Talk 107.1 FM, and uh, of course today, the 78th anniversary of the D-Day invasion, where we uh, liberated Europe, ladies and gentlemen, from the yoke of the uh, the vicious, dreaded Nazis, that's right, and it was the straight white male pretty much responsible for it. Can we get a month here? <laughs> Can we get a month, uh, ladies and gentlemen? We don't even have a day. Can I get a what, what? We for got God's nothing. Sake? Not even a day for us. S- nothing at all. Squat. And uh, in fact, uh, the, quite the opposite. We're the enemy. We have, yeah, we have disdain. They hate us. They hate uh, the straight white. They hate the dead white men that actually accomplished this stuff. They hate them. They hate us. And, yeah, okay, Pride Month. All right, yeah, I was born gay. Okay, I was born hetero. 
What does it mean? What did, what did you accomplish? Nothing. nothing. What did you? What did, okay, Please. God bless. You, you have, have all to... the rights, equal rights. You deserve them. We, we're all for it. Right. But stop with this. Uh, and then this transgender thing that uh, both I and Lydia, Lydia and myself, uh, we uh, talked about this morning out in Dallas. We're going to talk to the guy who exposed this uh, this travesty uh, in a Dallas strip club. Uh, the b- bunch of parents uh, took their kids to what was called uh, Drag Your Kids to Pride. And uh, among other things that were, well, signs throughout the strip club says, it's not going to lick itself. And we have 8, 9, 10, 11, 12-year-old kids. And you have trannies uh, walking around in in thongs, uh, you know, these transvestites, transgender, whatever you want to call them, uh, in thongs having kids. And it's on video. You're going to see it today, folks. Believe me when I tell you. Uh, the, the kids are putting dollar bills in the thongs of these animals. It, these people should have all been arrested. And this guy, Alex Stein, we're going to have him on at the bottom of the hour. Just briefly, here's a cut three of Alex confronting, the, uh, actually cut two, calling out the parents, calling out the parents for bringing their kids to this this uh, this, uh, this nauseating uh, affair. Cut number two, please, Lou. You should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah, your little kid out of a gay bar. You should be ashamed. You should be. You should be ashamed of yourself. You watch You should be ashamed of yourself and your little children. You're ashamed of yourself. You guys are loving little kids. That's their comeback. All right, that's good. That's good. You you watch gay porn. That's the that's the mother's comeback. That lady should be locked up for a minimum of ten years for what she did. Take that kid away from her. Uh, the, what she's going to be encouraging this kid to have his thing whacked off, or, or if if it's a girl and a girl likes to play baseball, maybe okay. Well, it's time to uh, for puberty blockers, cut your breasts off because you are actually a boy, and we're going to change things up. Is that what they what they're angling for? We've had tomboys throughout the years; they will grow up to be beautiful feminine women. That's the way it works, ladies and gentlemen. But anyway, we'll speak to Alex Stein, the man that exposed this on videotape. Uh, at 9:25. In the meantime, we talked to Chaz Palminteri about crime in the city, and uh, well, it's very, very bad. And Eric Adams is not getting the accolades he thought he would deserve at this point. For what? He hasn't accomplished anything. It's gotten worse. Look at the statistics. So what? He, what does he do? He goes to a church yesterday, Eric Adams, and he starts complaining about the media attacking him. Not because he's failed on all endeavors on all fronts regarding crime, because as uh, as 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 Chaz pointed out, you have to mean it. You have to. Your heart has to be in it. You have to call out Carl Heasty and Andrea Stewart Cousins for not changing the no jail, no bail law. You have to go. You have to call them out and, and tell them they have blood on their hands. You have the bully pulpit. You can affect change, but you're not doing it, Eric Adams. So he says, "Oh, you're just attacking me because I'm black." Uh, well, cut number 15, that's what he said in church yesterday. Listen to Eric Adams' uh, whine, play the race card against the media. Go ahead, 15, Lou. Downstream reaction is a profitable reaction, and people have been making so much money off of us. Now I come along, I am not fighting against policies, I'm fighting against their profit. And what I'm saying and doing is hurting the bottom line of those systems that have eaten off of us for years. Us. So that's why you see all those negative stories <laughs> in the paper about me. That's why you hear the constant 
why Eric should not have been mayor. And so when you have all those folks that are running around that look like us and buy into that philosophy, I need for you to say in a very godly way, Negro, you're not going to help him leave him alone and let him do his job. You're not going to stand with him? Then you need to move out of the way because other folks have had it for so long and did nothing with it. So now he's here, he's doing the job. You need to go get out of his way and let him accomplish this task that God put him in a place to do. Yeah, but he, but he is talking about uh, Negroes. He's talking about blacks. Yeah, he's, he's like, so, hey, if you're not with me, if you're black and you're not with me, then uh, you're against yeah. me. He's yeah. saying if you're going to believe the media that criticizes me because, me I'm, you. because, right. uh, because I'm black, right. he says, then get out of my way. We yeah. don't need you. He's t- so 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 uh, he's gaslighting black people, trying to say, yeah, I'm doing a great job. Don't worry about the fact that your 11-year-old daughter was shot and killed in Brooklyn nah. eating a uh, Mickey D's uh, cheeseburger it's okay. uh, in the middle of the day. Forget that. Forget that. I'm black, and that's why they're attacking me. It w- so she had nothing to do with it. Erase her from your memory and stand with me and play the race card. Eric Adams, this guy has got, gone from bad to worse. That was disgusting what he what we just heard right there. And his gun czar, his gun czar, his name is Andre Mitchell. Andre uh, is has has a record for uh, manslaughter arrests and other uh, felonies, and also he's got an organization called Man Up that has financial irregularities, quote unquote. And that's his new guns are Eric Adams' new guns are. So you criticize him, you must be a racist. Now Andre, Andre for his part over the weekend, he said this. Cut sixteen, please, Lou. There's no difference between a white racist assassin in Buffalo. And a black racist, let me back that up, because I think we can't even be racist. Oh, my God. A black miseducated. Yeah, miseducated. Misguided missile with a pistol in his hand. You can't be racist yeah. if you're black. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? So the guy, the, the black guy who th- throws an Asian in front of a subway train, yeah. just because that person was Asian, Oh, that black guy's not racist? No. Is, that, is that right? Well, well, listen, how about Frank James, the subway shooter? I mean, yeah. the guy had 9,000 videos. I hate white people. But so, I've heard this before. I've heard my, my, my son goes yes. to school with a lot of little well, just black one kids. More, just one more. Just one yeah, more. Because you yeah. brought it up early this morning. The black guy that rolls up behind an Orthodox Jew and smacks him in the head and knocks his hat off right. just because he's wearing that religious garb. Yeah. Uh, he's not guilty of racism, uh, course, Andre? Is that what you're saying? But that is an age-old thing, that black people can't be racist. It's ridiculous. Of course they can't. In fact, some of the most racist people I know are blacks. Al Sharpton may be the biggest racist I know. He's black. Uh, the list goes on and on. Eric Adams is a racist. You know why I know that? Because he's quick to call everybody else a racist. Curtis Lee was a racist. Who knows who else is a racist? Usually people who go to that right away, usually, those are the people who need to take a very good look in the mirror. So it's, it, it is it's the last, enough of that. It's the last refuge of a skunk with no argument. And, by the way, it, it, it shows, it, it exhibits that they actually look at people and decide, uh, you know, how they are or what they are, what their character is, based on the color of their skin. That's what they're doing at that point. We don't look at nobody. Nobody's looking at Eric Adams as some black mayor, as you pointed out earlier, very astutely. Uh, we slaughtered uh, uh, Bill De Blasio verbally over his failures. I mean, last I checked, he's as white as uh, you know, he's as white oh. as Tom Cruise for yeah. God's sakes. Oh yeah. And uh, so, uh, so, so that argument holds no water. It's divisive. It's disgusting. And I can't believe I heard Eric Adams made that in a church of all places yesterday. 
Uh, now, listen. Well, when, uh, you, when you say you can't believe it, you don't really mean that. Because you know he's got relationships with Barrican. He's called out white cops as crackers before. He's now made two or three comments about white journalists. So when you say you can't believe it, I think it's more yeah. dramatic than real. You can't no, believe it because I, he's done it. He's I, done I, it. I, I think he would have held it in and held back because I don't think there's any coming back from what he did yesterday at that church. I really don't. Short of an apology and, and I, I didn't mean it or whatever the hell it is. So... I still am I'm, I'm flabbergasted that he did. Uh, if I can't believe it, I don't, uh, you know, I'm not. A, let's not play semantics. Anyway, said so let me move on to a Joe Biden. Joe Biden, he's deluded. He's talking about the economy. Uh, please play cut twenty five, Lou. Joe Biden just over the weekend on the economy, please. We're going through an incredible transition that is taking place. That God willing, when it's over, we'll be stronger, and the world will be stronger. So he's talking about a transition. This is the part of the what they call the Great Reset. Uh, the Green New Deal is in effect, and that's the high gas prices that are going to force us to switch to their their vision of a green uh, energy grid and green you know uh, electric cars. As a matter of fact, the totally unqualified Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm over the weekend cut thirty one. Lou, uh, this idiot said this. Go. People can buy electric vehicles and don't have to ever worry about going to fill it up at the gas pump. That's a huge savings for real people. So your pain at the pump is intentional. They want to see this. That's why they're not doing anything about it. That's why they're not, uh, as, as Mr. Katzmatidis would say, opening the spigots. Joe Biden can reduce gas prices overnight single-handedly by saying we're going to restart the Keystone Pipeline and start drilling our asses off in this country. We're sitting on a virtual, uh, uh, you know, fossil fuel gold mine is what we're sitting on here in the United States. Now, uh, on Friday night, uh, Tucker Carlson actually quoted John Katzmatidis, our owner, our beloved owner, one of the nicest and uh, but most accomplished guys in the city of New York. Tucker Carlson, on, with uh, quoting John Katzmatidis, on the economy Friday night, cut 34, please, Lou. Wasn't it just the other day that the United States was energy independent? Yes, but now we're begging dictatorships to sell us oil. But it won't be enough. Industry officials are predicting shortages very soon. Quote, I wouldn't be surprised to see diesel being rationed on the East Coast this summer, said John Katsimatidis, the CEO of United Refining Company. Quote, right now inventories are low and we may see a shortage in the coming months. So this is coming. And there you go. John Katsimatidis nailed it. He's nailed everything else. Uh, rationing diesel. Diesel, by the way, is what, of course, you know, uh, trucks and uh, ships and all these planes, they use diesel oil, diesel uh, gas, and this is what, what makes the economy roll. And this is why they passed the uh, increase onto uh, the, the the price of a loaf of bread in a grocery store. Nobody would know more than John Katsimatidis, who runs grocery stores, the great Gristides and other stores. So uh, these people are uh, they're ruining this country. It is really, really disgusting. Locally, nationally, we're being led by dangerous fools, I like to say. And as a matter of fact, who are slipping us, uh, uh, pushing us into a fascist country, this guy Peter Navarro. They have this January 6th committee, which is a complete and total joke. You have Adam Schiff on it. You have that stupid Republican, Adam Kinziger, this rhino. You have Liz Cheney. You have all these bitter, hateful losers at the January 6th committee. They're going to do something in prime time coming up here, believe it or not. But they're not going to answer the question as to why Nancy Pelosi refused 
uh, National Guard, federal troops, to guard the Capitol on January 6th. That offer was made by none other than Donald J. Trump, the president. And she said, no, nah, we don't need it. They're not going to answer the question as to why police pushed, uh, uh, ushered people into the Capitol building. No, nah, not important. Don't worry about it. Nothing to see there. Uh, so anyway, the January 6th committee, they, they subpoenaed Peter Navarro. This guy's a great guy. We've interviewed him, smart, tough. And he was he was subpoenaed. He said no. And he's sitting on a plane in Nashville. And then the feds roll up on him. They put him in freaking leg irons. Cut 14. This is Peter Navarro on his arrest. Cut 14, please. Instead of coming to my door where I live, which, by the way, is right next to the FBI, instead of calling me and saying, hey, we need you down at court, we've got a warrant for you, I would have gladly come. What did they do? They intercepted me getting on the plane. And then they put me in handcuffs. They bring me here. They put me in leg irons. They stick me in a cell. By the way, just historical note, I was in John Hinckley's cell. They seemed to think that that was like an important historical note. Okay? That's punitive. That, that What they did to me today violated the Constitution. There you have it. It violated the And get this. He was such a, a flight risk that they had to grab him off the plane and put him in leg irons. Uh, guess what? They they released him on his own recognizance. <laughs> they said, you can leave. Go ahead. Go home. It was just all for show. This is political persecution. This is banana republic stuff. This January 6th commission, committee, whatever, is a complete and total joke, a waste of your taxpayer money. Uh, Lou, do you have that uh, uh, Trump with Stuart Varney there, that uh, the clip with uh, when Stuart Varney was just uh, – he, w- he was relentless on uh, Donald Trump. I didn't see it on that new list. I guess we don't have it. But either way, uh, Stuart Varney was like, hey, listen, Donald Trump, forget going back to the 2020 election. You're going to be the man in 2024, but the uh, 2020 election, being uh, uh, talking about it being stolen, we have too many issues uh, that, that we can seize on, which is the failure of this Biden administration on all fronts, everywhere, all over the place. Uh, we'll get that clip, by the way, of Stuart Varney. It really is. Uh, it was. It's priceless. And the way Donald Trump handled it on the Bernie and Sitcha. But in the meantime, we're going to speak to this guy, Alex Stein, who exposed all down in Dallas, Texas, the uh, disgusting uh, these these trannies is shoving their asses in 10 year old kids faces. It was really, really repulsive. Alex Stein coming up, then beat Bernie on the Bernie and Sitcha. Keep it where it is, folks. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Bernard McGurk. Unacceptable is throwing your beer can on the subway tracks. <laughs> Sid Rosenberg. I don't believe it's a three-man race. Bernie and Sid in the morning. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.
Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show, heard everywhere on that 77 WABC app, ladies and gentlemen. Also, simulcast out on Eastern Long Island, News Talk 107.1 FM. And just, uh, we, we uh, Alex Stein, this guy's a Blaze TV contributor. He's really funny, and he's very active, and he's uh, very righteous, in my opinion. Anyway, what he did over the weekend with this uh, Dallas uh, strip club with these kids and these trannies, I mean, is, uh, is just worth, I mean, he exposed them is what he did, and it's a beautiful thing to witness him shaming these uh, these disgusting animals who sh- shook their, uh, well, I, we'll get into it in a minute with this guy, Alex Stein. First, I alluded to uh, this clip of Stuart Varney talking to Donald Trump about, well, him running for president in the future. Uh, go ahead, play Stuart Varney and Donald Trump and the distractions that Trump often brings up. Go ahead, uh, Louis, please. What I hear from a lot of Republicans is that they don't want you to look back to the 2020 election and rehash it. They want to look forward to what we're going to do with this economy and this society going forward. What do you say to that? Well, I do that, but if you don't study what happened and if you don't find out, we know what happened. Th- that's not what people are talking story. about. People don't want you to do that. No, I think that you have to look back. You have to look at history, Stuart. If you don't look at history, you're going to be lost. It's going to happen again. You don't want it to happen again, Stuart, is what I'm saying. And they have to study it. They have to study it, and they have to come out I'm getting out the sense something. that the voters just don't want to go back to a chaotic situation or a toxic situation, you know, a negative situation. They want to be well, positive. I they want to look that, forward to the Stuart. future and be positive. So that was uh, Stuart Varney echoing, I think, uh, the sentiments of a lot of people. We have enough, you know, we have enough uh, failures of this uh, this uh, idiocracy down in Washington, uh, led by the imbecile in chief. There, we have enough of that to to sustain us. We don't want to go back to that. I I, I agree with Stuart Varney. Yeah, I so, hope Donald Trump takes. So uh, do I. But he, but no, he he was adamant he's going back there. He didn't even intimate he, he I would heard not. Him. Yeah, I, I mean, heard him. Yeah. Sh- I was actually. I'm glad you played that because I'm shocked. I would have thought Trump would have been like, "Well, you know, I get it, and I want to move forward too." But he was like, "No, you, you got. We got to bring it up. We got to well, bring it up. We got to bring ho- it up." I'm hoping somebody uh, brings him to his senses because uh, we can bring that up after we win. Right. We have to win first. If you scare the hell out of people and say, "Oh no, we're going back to this again," right? And you know, and, and he's right about everything he says is that people should learn about it. And, and and the election was stolen. All that stuff is true. Just watch 2,000 Mules. It's so true. Uh, but, uh, again, we have to be smart. We have to get elected first. Uh, otherwise, it means nothing. What does it mean? It means squat. All right, listen, I want to bring in this guy, Alex Stein. We talked about it all morning long. Uh, the signs that were up uh, in, in this uh, strip club that these parents brought their kids to. Uh, let's bring Alex. I'm going to ask him about it. Uh, Alex, how are you? Alex, by the way, is a Blaze TV contributor. Alex Stein, good morning to you, sir. Good morning, fellas. Hey, I appreciate you having me on. And so I just want to start off by saying, you know, what happened in Dallas is absolutely disgusting. These transgender people, these drag people, and I don't have anything against the gay community or the trans community. They can live their life. But the target on children, this is an event targeted especially to bring little kids into a bar that didn't serve food, that was serving alcohol at 11 a.m. in the morning in order to indoctrinate these kids into some sort of sexual culture that they shouldn't be a part of because they're too young. So we are literally living in the upside-down world. I know you guys are conservative, and you realize that there are people struggling right now with the gas prices, struggling right now with massive inflation, and all our government will do is send $50 billion to the Ukraine. 
So we really are living in the clown world. And, and uh, you know, this transgender and attacking our children is, is just really a small part of what we're going through right now. Oh, you're absolutely right. And uh, amazingly, it takes place in classrooms, which witness the Parental Rights Act that, that uh, Governor DeSantis signed as a reaction to that. I mean, it is so sick that they're pushing this on kids and they don't want the parents to know about it in schools. But to, to do this at a strip club, now, my question to you, Alex, is how did these parents know about this? Did they find out uh, through schools? Is that Were there some sort of flyers? Well, Go ahead. It was all over social media. This bus, this bar was posting it on their Instagram, on their feed. You could Google it, Eventbrite. And you could, you know, I mean, it was, it was all over the Internet. But the problem is with, the, with this event, with them bringing the kids there, is that they know what they were doing. I think they wanted it for attention. You know, they wanted the backlash. And that's the only frustrating thing is when we go there and protest, we're almost kind of feeding into them. And the Dallas Police Department makes me sick. I mean, they let it go on. And that's the problem is these people uh, are letting it happen to our kids. We we got, we got, this is, this is one point I want to make. You look at the amount of kids that are transitioning and that are on gender hormone therapy in California compared to Ohio, and it's 10,000% more. Why is that? That's because these parents are making the decision, and that's the same vibe at this place. It was a lot of single moms, single parents, the denuclearized home. You know, this wasn't some happy home, kids in a happy home. These were kids that they were taking advantage of, exposing them to the sexualization that they did not need to be subjected to. Oh, no doubt. They're grooming these kids. Look, that you can't get a tattoo until you're 18 years old. You can't buy a gun until you're 18. Now they want to make it 21. But you can get your wiener whacked off or, or your breasts whacked off and puberty blockers, without your parents knowing, uh, you can be indoctrinated into this way of thinking, this act, which is actually a mental disorder, according to all uh, medical journals up until about five years ago. Uh, so it's, it's bizarre. It's sick. And, we, it, it, and you exposed it. I don't think – I think this event is uh, an event that jumped the shark, Alex. I don't think that, uh, that it's necessarily going to backfire on you, as you point out. And you did call out the police – Hey, listen, if you have cut number one, Lou, this is pretty good. Uh, Alex Jones calling out the uh, police. Cut number one. Alex Stein, excuse me, not Alex Jones. They, Alex they, Stein. They, they confuse us. No worries. Big difference. Blaze TV contributor Alex Stein. Uh, cut number one, please, Lou. You guys see this? This is how pathetic and scummy the world has become. Children can go into a bar and with the alcoholics and see men dance and shake their genitalia in front of them. Honestly, you should be ashamed. The owner of this bar has done an interview saying that there are drugs in there. He said there are poppers in there being used all the time. Why are there kids in there? The owner He's constantly protecting there. So anyway, there you have Alex calling out the police for allowing this to occur. He called out the parents. And the best one was when he called out the uh, trannies themselves in the parking lot for shaking, for, for disgustingly. And these people were disgusting, uh, ha- allowing these kids to put dollar bills in their thongs, doing splits with the thongs on in front of toddlers. And, uh, Alex, some of the signs inside, it's not going to lick itself. These kids are reading these signs. So I think you did the public a great service. I don't think it's going to backfire at all. 
Well, no, I'm not even saying that. I'm just it's just frustrating when we see this stuff right in front of your face. I, I wanted to shut down the whole event. I was trying to disrupt it even more. But you know, you can only do so much. But this is the sexualization of children. But guys, we got to we really you know I love 77 WABC. Curtis Lee was one of my favorite guys in the world. But even on your own airways, we got Anthony Weiner who was arrested for texting children. I'm saying you know we have a, a you know a, a Bill Clinton's on the Lolita Express 26 times with no Secret Service. We have Prince Andrew. Who who is a known pedophile. I mean, there's people in high places doing stuff to children. They're getting it from all angles, and it makes me so frustrated. It makes me so sick. This is the world we live in, and if we don't expose it, I don't know what's going to happen. We're headed to some sort of dystopian future, sadly, if we don't stand up and do something oh, about absolutely. it right now. And I think we're doing stuff. Witness what happened in Florida. It's a mystery to me as to why every uh, every state, Republican in every state, present to their state legislature a parental rights act and have these Democrats defend uh, that act, have them advocate for uh, uh, teachers talking sex with their kids, or defend it. Have them do that because it's a losing issue for them. Uh, Most parents are, most Americans, right-minded Americans, aren't aware that this is wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. They're allowing it. So uh, Republicans, particularly in New York, Nick Langworthy, head of the Republican Party, uh, get some bill introduced up in the state legislature, just like they did in Florida, and have these Democrats defend what's happening in the schools, this grooming that's going on. Uh, Alex Stein, Blaze TV contributor. Alex, you want to close out by saying one more thing? Well, I just want to say we live in a world where Leah Thomas swam on the boys' team for three years, was ranked 457th, then got to transfer to the girls' team and win two NCAA championships, and the mainstream media just celebrates that. So we got to stand up for women's rights. We need to take back yeah. control of our nation any way possible. Thank you guys for being awake and being a conservative voice in a city that's not very conservative. And this is the last thing I want to say. The world in America goes the way of NYC. we got to bring NYC back. And America will come back. Thank you guys very much. Uh, uh, very good. Good work. Congratulations, Alex. Thank you. Keep it up. Alex Stein, a Blaze TV contributor. And uh, look it up online, folks. This disgusting display down in Dallas. Uh, you, will, you, will, you will vomit is what you're going to do. Now it's time to beat Bernie. It's time to beat Bernie. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters. You think you can beat Bernie? Good luck. It's time to beat Bernie. All right. Play beat Bernie. Eric is in Comac, Long Island. A veteran advisor at a college. We don't know the college, though. We kept that uh, quiet, right? Anyway, let's uh, talk to Eric on this beautiful Monday morning. Eric, good morning. How are you, pal? Good morning, Sid. How are you doing? I'm doing great. All good? Excellent. You have a day off today, or are you going in later, or what's the story? Uh, no, I'm actually at work right now. Um, this is my last day of work. Um, I'm going to be going on active duty with the National Guard next week, and I'm taking this week off to be with my wife and uh, do some last-minute stuff. Oh, my God. Well, congratulations to you. Best of luck to you, and thank you for uh, your service. Thank you. Thank you, Sid. It's nice to be appreciated. All right, buddy. Here's number one. In 1973... Who was the future senator who returned home a hero after nearly six years as a POW in Vietnam? Uh, senator John McCain. Yes. <laughs> Among the most decorated soldiers of World War II, who was the veteran who played himself in the 1955 movie To Helen Back? Audie Murphy. Yes. 
What is the name of the strait between the U.S. and Russia where the Pacific Ocean meets the Arctic Ocean? Uh, the Bering Strait. Oh, look at you. Oh, looking good. Three out of three. Big from 1834 to 1854. What was the political party that took its name from a British one opposed to royal prerogatives? Uh, the Whigs. And in your attempt to go perfect, five out of five, on March 1st, 2003, FEMA and 21 other organizations got a new boss with the creation of what department? Uh, Department of Homeland Security. Oh, my God. Very impressive. Very, very impressive. Five out of five. No hesitation. Eric Comac, Long Island. A tremendous job. Put Eric on hold. Frankie Kravitz, I got your message. Thank you very much. Enjoy Las Vegas. Is uh, Bernie back with us? I'm here, home peace. All right, brother, you can't win today. Best you can do is tie. Eric got five out of five. Nice. Bernie, in 1973, who was the future senator who returned home a hero after nearly six years as a POW in Vietnam? It's my uh, old friend, good Senator John Wayne McCain. That is correct. By the way, um, if you're straight... And your uh, avatar now on any one of the numerous social media places uh-huh. I'm at, if your avatar is the gay pride flag and you're straight, I'm going to block you. I'm going to unfriend you. Yeah. In fact, we're going to send people to your house. Yeah, and I'm serious. I'm done with it. Like, if you're great, gay, it's one thing. Okay, great. You're celebrating. But if you're a white panderer, just stop the nonsense. Cut it out. Uh, stop I'm, the virtue signaling. Stop. You're not, I'm sick you're of moral, all of it. You're right. not morally superior to anybody. Right. Shut up. You know what? I, had, I yelled at Jackie Goldschneider. She's on the Real Housewives of New Jersey. She's a Jewish one with Evan. And uh, I called her husband. I said, your wife is going to hate me. And he said, why? And I told her. I, I told him. I said, she's got the, the pride flag up. And he's like, well, I hate that, too. You're right. So anyway. We're, we're all for gay rights, believe it or not. Right. All, 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 always were. Well, maybe not always were, but we are now. At least I am. No, I am, too. In and, a big way. Uh, so there you go. But uh, none of that stuff, so, please. So, yeah, the, the, the virtual signaling and the pandering. Stop it. Stop it, or you're going to get blocked. Here's number two. I'm not even sure I went there, but I had to. Among the most decorated soldiers of World War II, who was a veteran who played himself in the 1955 movie To Hell and Back? Oh, I read the book. It's uh, a great guy named uh, Bob. No, it's Audie Murphy. Yeah. What is the name of the strait between the U.S. and Russia where the Pacific Ocean meets the Arctic Ocean? That would be... The, the Strait of Gibraltar would be the wrong answer. It would be the Bering Strait. Yes. Three out of three. Big from 1834 to 1854. What was the political party that took its name from a British one opposed to royal prerogatives? Uh, the British, that would that would have to be the Whigs. Yeah. The, w, W-H-I-G. That is correct. And in your attempt to uh, go five for five and end in a tie today, Burn on March 1st, 2003, FEMA and 21 other organizations got a new boss with the creation of what department? That would be, it was headed by uh, our friend Tom Ridge. That's right. Department of Homeland Security. Bang. Peter King had a role there, too. Five for five. Both guys played exceptionally well today. In fact, both guys were perfect. Five for Bernie, five for Eric in Comac, Long Island. Bernie, say hello to Eric. He uh, works at a college, but he's soon going to be gone there. Eric, how the hell are you, bro? Congratulations on getting five. 
Thank you, Bernie. Uh, they were pretty easy, and I knew somebody with a big, juicy brain like yours was going to get five out of five also. Uh, well, I guess, uh, you know, they all, I guess they don't want to make them too difficult, uh, so... I don't know, level the playing field for everybody. But anyway, Eric, Comac, Long Island, I know it well. I have good friends. My friend Dave Weiner lives out in Comac. How are things in Comac? Looking good? Things are good. Um, it's a great town to live in. It's beautiful. Um, big, patriotic town. You see a lot of American flags flowing from the front of houses. It's a great place to live. You didn't have your gay pride parade this weekend, uh, or no? That's not something you're going to see in Comac. Um, I like maybe a little further west, maybe, but not until yeah, You know, they had one in Bayville, actually, over the weekend. Uh, but listen, Eric, you did a great job, man. Thanks for listening, and, uh, you know, thanks for playing, all right? Uh, well, uh, how do you know so much history? You you work at a college. Are you in, in social studies? Uh, well, I, I'm an adjunct professor. I teach one class a semester, U.S. military history, but history wow. has been my thing since I was in, in middle school. I just love it. Um, I mean, it's one of the things that, that pushed me towards joining the military. I wanted to kind of be a part of history. You know, oh, hey, listen, about what, it. What, what, uh, the military, briefly, what uh, branch, how long, when? Um, I was in the Army uh, about 30 years ago, and I had a huge break in service, and I re-enlisted in the National Guard. And uh, I'm, a, um, I'm a squad leader in the 69th Infantry, and we're going to be uh, going on active duty next week. Wow, the, the, fight, uh, the Fighting Irish, the 69th. That's right, Fighting Irish. Of course you would know that. Uh, yeah, no doubt. Listen, hey, listen, you're a great guy, Eric. You're a great American, and uh, thanks for playing. And once again, thank you for your service. I appreciate everything. Uh, so there you have Eric. Uh, you want to say one? You want to do a shout out to somebody? I just want to send a shout out to my wife, Frida, my my biggest supporter, uh, my best friend, and my biggest fan. What a what a good guy, Eric. Eric from Comac. Thank you, Eric, on the Bernie and Sid show. We're going to close it out right after these very very short messages, folks. Keep it where it is, please. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters on 77 WABC. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, as we speak, they're making their way to Rockaway Senior Skip Day. For my uh, daughter Ava, on her way to college, right. playing out the uh, playing out the rest of the schedule. You know that's that's a, that's this whole year feels like for Ava outside of taking her AP exams, which uh, gets her into the school Bristol in in UK. It's like just playing out the schedule. That's it. it it's called senioritis, Sydney. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, so uh, and, and she is, she's entitled to it. I mean, they all yeah, are. She's entitled until she brings forty people to my house, and you know, becomes a bit of an idiot. Well, yeah. I mean, well, you, you you want to be a dad, a good dad, or what? Not we, really. Uh, no. Tell them to get out and uh, <laughs> get go out. hang out at Starbucks. Get yes. out of my house. Yeah. Go down the block to Harbor Lights. Or go to Mike Sullivan's house in, in uh, Breezy Point. There you go. Uh, come on. Come <laughs> go on, to Bernie's dad. house. Come on, Dad. Bernie's right by me. Go to Bernie's house. Yeah, come. You could go uh, jump in my pool if you You'll like. You'll be okay with taking 45 uh, high school seniors over today? No. No. <laughs> no. I'll give you the address, but it won't be the right one. Well, let me ask you. If Mel asked you, if she said to you, listen, Dad, it's senior skip day. And, you know, listen, like Ava has a group of friends. They slept over last night. They've slept over quite a bit lately. You know, Penelope and Miriam and... The names don't matter, but there's three or four of them. And I'm always okay with it. No problem. I take them out for dinner. Not, I, well, not only that. Not only that. I, like, for example, I enjoy that. Like, yeah, my, cool. my daughter's older now. We don't do that anymore. But 
I enjoyed that being, you know, when they're having parties and having a good time. You know, it made me feel good, too. 100%. And three or four of them, I love it. Take them out for dinner. The kids are nice and nice girls. You have great conversations. But you start talking about 35. Like Ava said, I said, Ava, how many people are we talking about? Well, you know my person. Ava, 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 Ava. I don't know these people. Now, yes, you do. Okay, fine. I know. How many people? I had to ask her 10 times. How many people? So when it was over, it was like uh, around 20. That's a lot. No burn. Uh, that is too much. Thank you. That's what I said. Too much. Then, I'm a ba- then I'm a bad dad. Well, uh, in this case, I have to say, Ava, you got to cut it back a little bit. You're taking advantage of pop. Yeah. But, uh, that's but, the, but that, then they pulled you. Well, my friend, her dad. Okay. Her dad. Oh, yeah. Well, that's too bad. I'm not her dad. Right. In the meantime, her dad hasn't been home for like six weeks. He's got 19 different girlfriends. He, you know, but, but, but right. he lets me, but he lets us all come over. He's got two DUIs. And, <laughs> right, uh, right, right. He's about know. to be indicted any day now for who knows what. And he smells. Right. <laughs> but it's all fun. I love it. It's a gorgeous day. So that's I got to look forward to. I'll get off the ferry and uh, should be back at my house about 1230. Now, they won't be at the house then because they're all going to meet at the beach. But uh, sometime around 4 o'clock, they're supposed to make their way from the beach to my house, and that's when, uh, that's when all hell breaks loose. That's when, who was the kid in Wisconsin who had the guns? <laughs> uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. <laughs> right. Oh, stop. Uh, no, listen, you, you do, you do, you do the bad thing. You be a nice host. Just, just do it right. I'll be fine. It'll be she'll fine. never forget it. Believe right. me. No, she'll it. forget it tomorrow. Tomorrow. Well, yeah, but then it comes back late, later on. Yeah, that's, but I'm what, dead. that's the way it works. When I'm dead. No, that take five, ten years. Okay, good. I got that. I'll well, be all right. Stop being such a sour. <laughs> Come on. This is celebratory. It, 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 everything is new in my house. The carpeting is new. You know, I just moved in six weeks ago. We, 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 we are so meticulous and spend so much time making it a beautiful home. And these kids don't care. They pick their nose. They what are they going to do? They leave beer everywhere. No, but they spill stuff on the air. It's a brand new carpet. They're going to spill stuff. They don't care. Why They're working with sand on. Yeah, that's what that, that's right. That's another thing. The sand is going to be everywhere. U- ubiquitous, uh, but uh, you can't. You, if you agree to do it, if you shouldn't agree to it, to stop bitching for God's sake. No, you're right about that. And by the way, this has been our history because you know this, Burn. I'm afraid. I never say no, or I very rarely say no to anything. And I've always got buyer's remorse afterwards. I say yes, and I'm like, oh come on. Why oh yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. It feels good at the time. It's just like, uh, <laughs> right. you know, these radio, uh, you know, you go to an event and you're like, yeah, I'll show up and yeah. I'll speak for five minutes. Right. Uh, somewhere, uh, some godforsaken place in Westchester County. <laughs> and, yeah, then you want to kill yourself the day oh. off. Well, you know what today is? Today is, uh, no. In your life, I don't know. Well, besides, of course, 78 years since Normandy, also the assassination of uh, RFK uh, happened today. Thank you, Deb Valentine. Oh, I remember that like it was yesterday. Yeah, well, yeah, that was today, too. But it's Talker's Convention today at Hofstra. And I say yes every year to Michael Harrison. And I know John is going to be there, Katsimatidis. I think he's the keynote speaker. Chad Lopez is going to be there. They invite me every year, make a big deal out of me. I say yes every year, and I usually show up. Not and today. To, to your great credit, you didn't. Good for you. Not today. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I got 40 kids at the, uh, at the house. Anyway, great show today. When will you be back? So, so folks know, Vern. I will be back maybe Thursday, but definitely Monday. Hopefully a, okay. little, more, a little more chemo for me, but that's it. All right. Well, listen, feel great. Uh, you're great today. I love you to pieces. I always miss you when you're not here. 
And uh, just no, keep thanks. getting better, brother. Just keep getting oh, better. Oh, yeah. In the process. Thank you, Sid. All the love back to you as well. Thank you, man. All right. Good luck uh, in the next couple of days uh, with the treatments over at Sloan. Lou Rafino, great job today. Philip, you're the man. Excellent job out of uh, Justin Ellick. Really good today, in fact. Really, really good. Uh, Frankie's not here today. Deb Valentine, you're great. Good morning, Jackman. We'll be back tomorrow morning at uh, 6 a.m. Enjoy your beautiful Monday in New York City. And don't come over from all of us, uh-huh. from all of you. Hey. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.